You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting on the traditional grounds of the Musqueam people. Now we're going to switch it over to War Memorial Gymnasium here on UBC's Point Grey campus, where the UBC Thunderbirds women's basketball team is taking on the Trinity Western Spartans. That game has just gotten underway. Jacob Ayer and Natalie Abel have the call. Ball sent over now to Weens. She's one-on-one -on -one with Hanson. Finds Jaden Gill. The ball will be the Thunderbirds now after the errant pass. Kate Johnson now bringing the ball up here for the Thunderbirds. Into the game also for UBC here is number two Tannis Metcalf. Now Kate Johnson putting a pair away for the Thunderbirds. 12-3, nice run here early on for Thunderbird fans. Julia Marshall, quick inside dish there to Weens, who gets the inside look in the paint. Weens is uh, fresh off a 19-point effort last night. She really held the, uh, I guess, brunt of the work last night. They were missing and still are their key player for Trinity Western. That is Franzen. Also out tonight, notably, is Tiana Bradshaw. So between missing Nicole Franzen and Bradshaw, it's going to be a tough night out there offensively and defensively for the Spartans. They're really going to have to leave it all on the court. Council there drawing the foul. Or rather committing the foul. It will be the Spartans ball. Again here with Vlieg inbounding. Long pass up there to Jaden Gill. Gill racing in the paint, right-handed looking for the layup, bounces off the glass, and the rebound was found there by Hansen, who gets the ball back now at the top of the key from Johnson. Pass nearly goes wide of Haley Council. Thunderbirds passing it around the top of the arc here. Double-teamed was Filowich, and a travel is eventually called here on Kate Johnson. There was a lot of ball movement, but not a lot of open looks. Good defense there by the Spartans. You can see there, there was a strong double team on Filowich. Johnson tried to get it back out for what looked like was going to be a three attempt, but took one steps too many. Marshall dishes it out now to Gill. There it's Vlieg, who's mismatched there against Filowich. Still gets the ball off, and a great effort there by Weens to draw the foul and convert on the basket. Wien's not the tallest player out there, but she's good at finishing in traffic. Yeah. 
So there, Weens converts the three-point play. We've seen one from each side now. It's 12 to eight here for the Thunderbirds. Hansen with the ball. The left hand just misses its mark. And a foul is called here against the Thunderbirds. That'll actually go against Tannis Metcalf. Second foul already for her early on. And if you're just tuning in on CITR 101.9 or Canada West TV, I'm Jacob Aaron. Alongside me is Natalie Abel. You're listening to UBC Thunderbirds basketball. It's the women's matchup between these two sides. Tonight's event is brought to you by Co-op. It is both the Shoot for the Cure weekend. Deb Huben got her record-setting win last night. And UBC is trying to expand upon what was a pretty sizable win last night. But the Spartans are showing out here early in this first quarter. 12 to 10 advantage for UBC. Ball now in the hands of Hansen. D sends it all the way across the other side of the wing. Far side of the court and then driving in was Kate Johnson for the basket. Midway in the paint. The long pass up now for the Spartans. That was Van Delft. A turnover here as Hansen picks it off. It's one on three. All odds against Hansen. She tried to get the reverse layup off her weak hand. It didn't fall in. Marshall now sending it out wide. The three is off its mark. Vlieg couldn't quite convert. Thunderbirds back with the ball here. 14 to 10 UBC. Trinity Western already in the bonus with 4.15 left in this first quarter. Missing her shot but getting her own rebound there was Johnson. Hansen was trying to set the play. A bit of confusion here on the court. As I believe we're going to have a substitution. Bit of a strange call there mid-play. Don't know exactly how that works out. I'm not totally sure what happened there actually. But the substitution, I believe it was a quick timeout and then substitution mm -hmm. um, by Deb Hubend. Although I don't see anything reflecting this on the, score, on the scoreboard yet. Into the game though for UBC is Emily Martindale. One left on the shot clock and getting it up, drawing the foul, Keelan Filowich. Second time she's made a basket after getting fouled in this first quarter alone. How about that for that end of the shot clock play there too. You see here, fakes that too, she's double teamed. Gets a shove in the back and still is able to get it up with that right hand. Converts the second three-point play for her. 17 to 10 now, UBC. At the other end, it's the Spartans. With the ball is Sermon Gruel. Weens trying to put it up midway. She's had a lot of success here early on for her side. Martindale with the ball for UBC. Bounce pass into Filowich, who's triple teamed inside. Now one-on-one, -on -one trying to body her way through. Sends it back out. That's Council from deep, and Council hits a three. 20 to 12, UBC. 3.18 left in this first quarter. High scoring uh, quarter so far for UBC. A three now from Weens. One of her shots finally doesn't make it, and it'll be Filowich coming back up the court. Kate Johnson from the top of the key. Martindale sent it into Filowich. 
She had some pretty tight defense on her, and that's a turnover. Spartans now bring it back up the other side. Gill trying to get the layup. Misses her mark. Council was calling for it. She was all alone at the other side. Johnson didn't see it. Now Johnson will set a play. Gives it to Council. 20-12 UBC, 2.30 left. The step back three from Council hits the side of the rim and bounces out of play. That will be a Spartans ball, and we'll have... Legault step back into the game for Filowich, and Hanson will come in for Johnson here for UBC. Meanwhile, on the Spartan side, back into the game is Lana Shippett and number 14, Kaylee Reimer. You can really see the defensive strategy so far for the Spartans tonight in that they really want to limit Keelan Filowich. They're triple teaming her almost every time she gets the ball. And yet she's still finding ways to have her shots sink. Impressive. Ship it here with the ball. Shipe it from the far side. Her three is off its mark. Now the ball is in the hands of Dana Pierce for the Thunderbirds. Martindale with the ball. Back to Legault. Not a standard look out there on the court right now for UBC. Some different faces on the court. Strugic is also out there. Strugic now with the ball from the top of the key. It was deep two. Off its mark. Offensive board, though, for the Thunderbirds. Getting that one was Jessica Hansen. Martindale gets the ball back after a quick feed to Legault. Now it's Hansen inside. Three left on the shot clock. The floater. The teardrop finds its way to the bottom of the basket. 22-12. And Jess Hansen is racking up the points here. Already nine in this first quarter. Shypit, the same look from three for the Trinity Western. She's off. Offensive rebound for Gill. There's two chances are not successful, but Shypit gets the steal here. A very unaware Strugic was sto uh, stolen from, from behind almost. Strugic maybe not used to uh, carrying the ball up. We saw Keelan Filowich kind of awkwardly running up with the ball <laughs> earlier too. Maybe not a standard look for Thunderbirds. Usually it's Hansen or, or Johnson bringing it up. Now fed up to Dana Pierce. 22 to 12, under a minute left to go here in this first quarter of action. Martindale, far side wing, back at the top of the key, it's Strugic, fed to Legault. Still, they haven't driven in, they're setting the play. Just beyond the free throw line, taking that was originally Jessica Hansen. Two offensive rebounds in a row, and the Thunderbirds are able to convert. That's Strugic under the net. Rebounding was a big problem last night for the Spartans. Uh, gave up a, a rebounding differential of 24 boards to UBC last night, so an area that they can they could improve on for sure. Shypit was in that same far corner. She actually stepped out of bounds while she was trying to begin a drive in towards the net. That turnover will cost them the final possession likely of this first quarter. Just 21 seconds left and Thunderbirds possession as they've now doubled their opponents 24 to 12. I believe it was 12 to 10 at one point. So a strong finish to the first quarter here for UBC. 10 seconds left, Hansen getting crafty, a spin move and a fadeaway <laughs> mid-range jumper for Jess Hansen to add to her fantastic first quarter. And with less than a second left, Trini Western just running the clock out 26 to 12. Jessica, Jessica Hansen, 11 points in that first quarter alone. Yeah, and I mean, she's scoring in a variety of ways too. We've seen a three already. We've seen some, some drives into the paint, those, those mid-range jumpers. Everything seems to be falling right now for Jessica Hansen. And somewhat in line with her great night last time out, Jessica Hansen 
led the Thunderbirds offensively in 25 minutes. She went 10 of 14. She shot 71% from the field. She was three of five, five beyond the arc. Uh, she put up 24 points in total. She also had six rebounds, four assists, a block, and two steals to go along with it. She did turn the ball over four times, but it's probably because they just kept giving her the ball. She was possessing a lot of the offensive opportunities, and she converted well for the Thunderbirds. She seems to be grabbing a lot of rebounds uh, this season as well, which um, not always something that you know the point guard is responsible for. So, In fact, 5.6 rebounds, third on the team. That's up from last year when she was just grabbing about three rebounds, so nearly two-and-a-half rebound increase per game. Mm -hmm. It's definitely helped them with missing Maddie Penn early on. I was just going to say that, perhaps picking up some of the slack with uh, not having Madison Penn there. Penn, of course, uh, recovering still from a back injury. She's played about five games, I believe, this season, and no more than 10 to 12 oh, uh, minutes Never as a game. starter. They're always just coming in mm -hmm. off the bench. And for Trinity Western, what are you seeing that they're going to have to do after that pretty decent run midway through the first and then that kind of collapsed towards the end? Yeah, they look a little flustered on offense, so just getting some better ball movement and, and better shot selection, I think, is going to be important offensively. Defensively, the strategy seems to be uh, to, to really clog the paint and try to limit Keelan Village as much as you can, but UBC is getting such good play out of their guards right now. Um, both Kate Johnson and Jessica Hansen off to a strong start in that, in that first quarter, so um, I think they're going to have to close out on some of those perimeter shots that UBC are putting up right now. Fair enough. So far leading the way for the Spartan side is Weens. She's three of five from the field. And really the only person putting points on the board more or less. She has nine so far on the night. Meanwhile, Gill just has a single bucket. And then Marshall split a pair of free throws very early on. So only three players on the board in total. Weens with the heavy majority of that workload. And now into the game is Maddie Penn. We begin the second quarter of action listening to Canada West basketball action on both Canada West TV and CITR 101.9. Tonight's action is presented to you by Co-op. I'm Jacob Bear, and alongside me is Natalie Abel. The Thunderbirds, right off the bat in the second quarter, already adding to their sizable lead. Filowich fouled again, again converts the basket, and will again go to shoot for a three-point play here. Filowich doesn't find the bottom of the basket on that one but 28 to 12 Thunderbirds continuing where they left off after a very aggressive end to that first quarter. Weens now with the ball she pulls up a deep three off its mark the rebound there collected by Legault of the Thunderbirds. Maddie Penn looking for an open Thunderbird inside this year to Hansen usually a position occupied by Filowich. Her layup attempt from the post couldn't find its way in. Back out to LaGuerta now for the Thunderbirds. Feeding it inside to Lego. She's tripped up from up and under. Filowich can't get that reverse layup to go in. Trinity Western collecting the rebound. They will go to the other side of the court. Ball in the hands here of Vlieg. And a miscommunication as she was trying to send it out to teammate Jenna Van Deft. Van Delft, that is. But the pass was off its mark. It'll be a Thunderbirds ball here. And like you said, it, it seems like there's a bit of confusion out there. They are missing their key player in Franzen, and then they're missing one of their tall players in Tiana Bradshaw. So the rebounds will likely be a, a struggle here tonight as both Bradshaw and Franzen happen to be the two tallest players on the team. 
Yeah, and as we mentioned, that was a struggle for them last night as well. And um, quick bucket there from Maddie Penn on the board already. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're flustered. They're they found themselves now in an 18 point hole and we're less than two minutes into the second quarter. With the ball now for Trinity Western after a bucket from Maddie Penn was uh, league, but she was stripped there by the Thunderbirds and back at the other and it's UBC again trying to set up another play. This is quickly turning into quite the lead for UBC. Maddie Penn, one-on-one -on -one there with Gill. Stepping out of, I believe the field of play was Legault. We'll see I what the official call is. I think it might have actually is. been called a, a foul there on, on Meads. On Trinity Western or against Legault. So it was called against Trinity Western. Foul against them, it was against uh, Kiana Weens. UBC still with the ball here, nine left on the shot clock. Inside dish there from Metcalf is off its mark on the bounce. That will give the ball back to the Spartans here. So far, Leaders for the Thunderbirds in terms of rebounds. Legault already has six. Filowicz with four. Strujic also with six. But every stat almost is in favor of UBC early on. Definitely including the score. Trinity Western off their mark there with the shot. Collecting the rebound as she falls to the ground was Gabby LaGuerta for the Thunderbirds. And now Hansen inside dish to Metcalf with the left hand. The layup. Thunderbirds expand upon their lead. Now 32-12. Already a 20-point lead here as we are just a quarter of the way through the second frame of action. That was a great breakout run there by Tannis Metcalf, getting out ahead of the play, waiting for the pass. The feed there to Simran Gruel, and she finally ends that deadlock, or rather the stagnant 12. As Maddie Penn is fouled, she'll go to the line, she converts, but Gruel's bucket was the first in a while for that Trinity Western side. Meanwhile, Maddie Penn trying to put up five points here for herself early on. So right after Gruel put up some points at her end, she committed the foul and allowed Maddie Penn to attempt a three-point play, which she converts. Thunderbirds still re retaining a 20-plus point lead early on. Nearly an errant pass, and the double team there against Gill had her pressured. She tried to, she tried to dive out, but the Thunderbirds ended up fouling her. That was against Hansen there as maybe the pressure on defense was a little too tight on Gill. Stepping into the game now for the Spartans is number 14, Kaylee Reimer. Thinking about pulling up from three was Weens. She tries to feed it back, and I believe she was fouled there on the play. LaGuerta was in the vicinity, but I believe that actually, it was actually Filowich who fouled her on that play. Shypit gives the ball to Reimer. It seems like UBC's defense is just applying so much pressure. Oftentimes, Trinity Western is just having trouble moving the ball, period. Yeah, they've given up a few, quite a few turnovers already as well. Maddie Penn getting some space. Mid-range jumper from her is a bit too far. 
but collecting the offensive rebound is Keelan Filowicz. She puts it away. 37-14 in favor of UBC. This one's turning slowly into a blowout as War Memorial Gym. The fans aren't really getting into it as the difference is rather staggering early on. Trying to find a route to the basket is Reimer. She gives it back out. That's Gill giving it back to Reimer. And as the shot clock expired, an open look for them, something they haven't seen a lot of tonight. Johnson, who's back into the game, gives the ball to Maddie Penn. Penn sending a pass out to LaGuerta. Nearly sent it out of play. Good recollection there by LaGuerta. Eight seconds left on the shot clock. Spin move inside by Filowicz. She's fouled. She doesn't get the basket, but she will go to shoot two now. I think Maddie Penn might be trying to make the most out of her uh, limited minutes. She seems to be calling for the ball on offense almost every play. Right now, the Thunderbirds are shooting an amazing 55% from the field compared to Trinity Western, who's shooting just below 29%. Thunderbirds also shooting 50 from downtown. Offensive rebounds, 9-2 in favor of UBC. Total rebounds, 22-7. It just seems like the size advantage is really what's killing Trinity Western here. It's preventing them from setting up plays on offense, and it's definitely preventing them from getting their rebounds when UBC is on offense. Mind you, I guess when, when UBC is shooting so well, it's not giving Trinity very many opportunities for defensive rebounds. League now with the ball for the Spartans. Weens is... Had a lot of the offensive workload for this team. She tries to offload it there to Shypit, but stolen by Maddie Penn, who's one on three, tries to go all the way in, finds a teammate after her first attempt missed. That was Strugic recollecting and putting it away for the Thunderbirds, who have now eclipsed 40 points. And we are yet to pass the five-minute mark here in the second quarter. Gill missing her attempt inside. The offensive rebound was collected by Vlieg. She also missed the putback. Maddie Penn bringing it up. Penn, as we mentioned, still shaking off some rust. She was out with a back injury for a long time, and she's still actually trying to work it out before the game while the rest of the team was warming up. She was stretching, um, and she wears, when she's sitting down, a, a back pad to try and help soothe, I think, some of those muscles. But she's out there, and she's giving it her all right now. Thunderbirds draw the, or rather commit the foul. That will send Gill to the line to shoot a pair. LaGuerta there charged with a foul. Couple substitutions here on the court. For the Thunderbirds, we see some not super familiar faces out there, but it will be on to the court. Kristen Lindquist, as well as Haley Council, who often does play, and then Dana Pierce is also out there. Haley Council really uh, starting to become a super sub coming off the bench the last few games. Council also, to a degree, uh, a starter often switches out with Gabby LaGuerta depending on mm -hmm. maybe their opponent or on who's hot. Now with the ball is Dana Pierce, 40-18 to 18 advantage UBC. Strugic with the ball at the top of the key. Looks to her right, finds Kate Johnson. One-on-one, -on -one Johnson with Van Delft. Foul here charged against Van Delft. Thunderbirds will retain possession. Actually, as we're in the bonus, that will send Kate Johnson to the line to shoot two free throws. 
if you're watching on Canada West, you can see Johnson cross her up, Van Delft getting locked up and then having to foul. Converting on her first of two free throws is Kane Johnson. UBC right now is on a pace to score about 50 points in a single half. They're at 42 right now, 42-18. If they kept that pace up for the game, that might be a their current season record for their team. Stolen by Strugic. The feed up to Johnson all on her own. Johnson puts it away. My goodness, she's fast. Johnson definitely <laughs> is, is very quick, and she uses that to her advantage on defense as well, often getting a lot of steals for her team. Yeah, she's got very quick hands as well. She reads the play really well. As you see her just on that, on that uh, last possession, trying to go for the swipe. For the Spartans, that was Reimer missing her inside look. The paint has been dominated all night by UBC. Filowich and Hansen both leading the way, along with Johnson for the Thunderbirds. Meanwhile, it's still basically all Weens. Gill has chipped in now four points for Trinity Western, but Weens still leading the way with nine. Play is momentarily stopped here as it will be an inbound here for the Thunderbirds. Lindquist looking for a teammate. 3.35 left in the second quarter of action here at War Memorial Gym. Tonight's action is presented to you by Co-op. 44-18 inside, making it now 46-18. Nice right-handed finish there by Dana Pierce. Julia Marshall bringing it back up for the Spartans at the other end. Given off to Gill, who starts from the right side, dishes it way out to the far corner. The three attempt there from Marshall is off its mark. They have not been hitting anything from beyond the arc here tonight. Julia Marshall is typically a very good three-point shooter, averaging 40% on the season. There was a couple players twisted up there on the ground. You can see if you're watching on Canada West TV, pair of Thunderbirds that included Council and then for the Spartans, Reimer was down in that mess as well. Pierce getting locked up. That's always scary for her as she has the bad knee. But it will be a Spartans inbound. Now it's Reimer. Gives it back out to Van Delft. Van Delft finds Marshall, her teammate. And then out wide and converting the three was Vlieg. Thunderbirds with the ball here. It's Dana Pierce. Gives it off to Council. Just shooting 24% now are the Spartans. Thunderbirds maintaining that high 50 shooting percentage. They're at 54%. A three from Pierce. Just off its mark. Recollecting it down below. And actually airballing it from right under the hoop was Lindquist. Thunderbirds get the ball back. They have six to shoot. The top of the key, there was a bounce pass, but it's actually a kicked ball violation here against Gill as really Pierce kind of sent it into her foot. I think that's an unfortunate one for, for Gill, but that's the rules, I suppose. Uh, didn't really look like she kicked it so much as it kind of just landed by her foot. Pierce feeds it in. That will allow the Thunderbirds to have a little time to set a play now. Shot clock back at nine seconds. Hansen, one-on-one. There was three different Spartans in her vicinity when she took the shot. Mid-range jumper, couldn't find its mark. Back at the other end now for the Spartans, it's Gill. Gill, tightly guarded there by Hansen, gives it off to Reimer. Now Marshall with the ball for Trinity Western. Marshall 
feeds it off to Reimer. Inside, with a little contact after the shot, Reimer still converts. Got a bit of an elbow there. Likely accidental from Council after that shot was released. No call. Lindquist now with the ball. From just beyond the elbow, knocking down another mid-range shot is Kate Johnson. Her and Hansen have been liking that mid-range look here tonight. Three Thunderbirds already into the double digits tonight. Johnson, Filowich, and Jess Hansen. 48 to 23, UBC with a minute 19. Thunderbirds actually fouling here against Julia Marshall as she was driving in with the right hand to the basket. Definitely a strategic foul there by UBC. Jessica Hansen on the night, five for nine, 11 points. Filowich also with 11 points, she's four of six and has three converted free, free throws for her team. Leading in rebounds, Struges already with eight. Filowich well on her way to a double-double with six rebounds as well. Marshall knocking down the free throws. It'll be the Thunderbirds bringing up. We're just a minute and a little bit more away from halftime here. Thunderbirds with a sizable 48 to 25 advantage. Pierce gives it to Council from the at the top of the key. She's one on one there with Gill. It looks like she got partially blocked from the back. Thunderbirds come away with the offensive rebound. It's been the story of tonight. Seven left on the shot clock. Dana Pierce coming short on her three. And that will give the ball over to Trinity Western. Offensive rebounds 14 to 4 in favor of UBC. And overall 29 to 12. Inside Gill with a little contact afterward. It's finding some success now. That's six points for her on the night. 48 to 27 in favor of the Thunderbirds. And if they win here tonight, this will put Deb Hubin in sole possession of the most all-time Canada West wins. And her team clearly wants her to do that. We see a errant pass from Lindquist as it slipped out of her hand. Intended target there was Dana Pierce. But that will give likely the last possession of this half to the Spartans. Julia Marshall now bringing up the ball. Marshall looking for a teammate. Finds it in Gill. Six left on the game clock. Blocked there is Weens. Thunderbirds with the ball. And that will end the half. 48 to 27. The Thunderbirds coming alive towards the end of that first quarter and never stepping off that gas pedal. What did you see from the Thunderbirds that allowed them to succeed? And where did Trinity Western really fall short? Uh, I mean, it starts with, with one, they're shooting the ball so efficiently. Even when they do miss, they're grabbing loads of offensive rebounds. And despite being up over 20 points, they're playing very active defense, which is really flustering Trinity Western uh, as they try to try to get some better looks on offense. So current leaders for the game, Dina Strugich of the Thunderbirds with eight rebounds. Then next in line are Lego and Filowich for the Thunderbirds, each with six. For the Spartans, Marshall with just three is actually the leader. If we're looking at points on the night, Jess Hansen and Filowich each with 11, Kate Johnson with 10, so as you mentioned, three Thunderbirds already in triple digits. Meanwhile, Weens really led the first quarter, whereas Jaden Gill picked up some slack for the Spartans in the second 
uh, frame of action. Be but interesting too to see if Julia Marshall can can get going. She really is a sharpshooter from from three point range. In the Thunderbirds, it just seems like they're not having a lot of contested shots when they go up on offense, and that's allowed them to shoot nearly 50% from the field. They're sitting right around 49 right now, and they're still taking three point looks, but they're really dominating inside offensive rebounds, 14 to four. And there was a brief moment in time where it was 12 to 10, as you mentioned. Seems that's long in the past now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think UBC got off to an 8-1 to one start in the first minute and a half of the game, and Trinity really seemed to respond well to that, but ever since that 12-10 to, to 10 moment, uh, it, it really has been dominated by UBC. And with that, we'll see what Trinity Western can do come second half in order to try and claw back. They're currently trailing by 19 points. We've seen crazier things here in Canada West. So stay tuned. We'll be back in about 10 minutes with more Canada West basketball action. Never much of a dreamer. Have premonitions, reminiscing about the old days. Now they gone from the demolitions. Different visions of my former self. Now that visit every so often, he comes out, then he's getting missing. It's wicked. All my day ones near me, I like familiar faces. From a place where they take your shoes and steal your laces. Real evasive, but most of all, I feel amazing. Like 10 bathrooms of all Brazilian races. Ooh, I know myself far too well. Before you get to heaven, gotta fall through hell. Still amending my lifestyle, but laws do fail. The beat is coming from the same guy that brought you bread. Cause I was blind as a bat, but now I'm finding the facts Take me back to good times, I'm unwinding it back But dog, I'm hoping that tomorrow won't be this hard May those demons from the past never leave you no scarred My God Another day, another Stacking my palms, trash clones, smash buckle tones in the booth. That's proof that Mocha's home. No matter where I roam, Vancouver to Oklahoma. Even when I'm around, you 
know it's prone to stick in your head. I'm stuck in your throat. It's all bizarre. I've been underrated because your head's been stuck in the dirt. Hiding out. I'm vibing out towards like the mission is my team. Now you're finding out. International dining out with China dog. You're down and out. I'm dangling. Find my ball. The plot thickens. When I hit the wall, you can do minimal. Tiny style, mind and all. I'm civilized, no 85, but I'm a call. All you corny, but you really are. Your time to fall. Oh, the heartache. Get your Tylenol. I'm a tidal wave. My again, I'm drown you all. Yo, leaderboard legend with the lyrics. King analytics, unravel the hieroglyphics. Detonate a landmine, walking through a landfill. Parables are transcribed, slipping like cartwheels. The arts build decorative thoughts. Fly outfit, hopping out the Tesla Sport. Crack your eggshell, turn you eggheads into a scramble. Chopping up bass and cutting samples on my feet. Rock, heat, rock, D-block style. Tell the comp I eat till they can't breathe out. The most shady, chain baby. Rep boats like the Navy. The slang hoodie be the most wavy. Solid gold scroll full of magic. Equipped with the patterns, deliver the right of passage. Throw your towel in, hang up your shoes. You lose once we drop the Ill Street Blues. Of a ship in the deep blue, coming up a powerful shit for my peeps too. Written a letter and lyricists from a veteran, fested with a professional flow that's like my medicine. If you in heaven, would they let us in? This music electric, like I was Edison. Evidence, all the evidence is evident and prevalent. People is trying to buy relevance. High settlements, issues and settlements, minds is more vibes and scribes of five elements.
Decoration currency. Decoration currency. Decoration Catalog smile. I looked her over and I said with a sigh, girl, you're the only one who knows I'm alive. With a girl on the cover of Eden Spring and Summer 1975. I was dreaming of parties in the summertime when my sweet voice brought me out of my mind. The girl on the cover said she wanted to dance, so I said to her, baby, give me a chance. I think you and I could make great time, and you're the only here at War Memorial Gymnasium. I'm Jacob Ayer and alongside me is Natalie Abel. It is a 48 to 27 UBC lead in this game presented to you by co-op here tonight between these two sides. And the main storyline is that Deb Hubin is on the precipice of becoming the winning, winningest coach of all time in Canada West. Currently tied at 337 alongside other coach uh, of the UVIX an ex-coach, Kathy Shields, at 337 wins. If she wins tonight, and it looks like they are on their way to do that, 338, she will stand alone atop the leaderboards. What has her team been doing right to get her to that stance here tonight? They're shooting the ball very well, very efficient. Uh, they're grabbing a lot of offensive rebounds. They're giving themselves lots of second-chance opportunities and, and taking advantage of those. So. Um, not only that, they're playing pretty good defense tonight as well, uh, holding Trinity Western to just 31% from the field. So a, a solid all-around effort for UBC. We've seen every uh, every player who is uh, active and wearing a jersey tonight has been on the floor, and we'll see if we can get them all uh, on the scoreboard as well. Also, for all those offensive rebounds, they often translate into points in the paint, which is exactly the case here tonight. 32-14 to 14 advantage UBC. 
along with the total rebounds 30 to 12. It makes sense why those points in the paint are getting put up. And you look at the difference between those two score lines, and that's our difference here tonight on our overall scoreboard. 48 to 27, 19, team, 19 points that separate these two teams. It's Jersey night here. 21 points, thank you. My math is a, a lagging behind here, actually. Not 19, but 21. Uh, it's Jersey night here. It's also Shoot for the Cure this weekend where they, the basketball teams of Canada West and U Sports raise money for breast cancer. There's a couple people in the crowd also wearing jerseys here tonight, which gets you free admittance into the stadium. Yeah, we have the McGee Lions basketball team, a secondary school in Vancouver. Shout out to them. So shout out to them as the Thunderbirds get things started here in the third quarter. Their first possession of the game, it's a missed layup opportunity there from Filowich, but the offensive rebound yet again is collected there by Legault. Filowich triple teamed, floats one over everyone's head, and that will put the Thunderbirds at the half century mark. Bringing it back up now for the Spartans was Marshall. She gave it off to Weens. Now it's on over to Shypit. Gives it to Gill, who's one on, one on two there. She was tightly guarded and then left uncontested with Shypit, who has not had a lot of success from beyond the arc here tonight. Weens trying to bulldoze her way through. Nice defense there from Hansen. Doesn't let her find the bottom of that basket. At the other end, LaGuerta from the far corner, gives it back to Johnson. Now it's Filowich at the top of the key. Sent back out wide to the far side of the court for LaGuerta. And her shot's just off the mark. Somehow coming down with that offensive rebound was Filowich and putting it away. Seemed like she was surrounded by four white shirts, but somehow came away with the ball. If you're tuning in on either Canada West TV or CITR 101.9, we'd like to welcome you into this broadcast tonight. UBC Thunderbirds and Trinity Western Spartans are playing here during Shoot for the Cure weekend. It's a 52-27 to 27 advantage for the Thunderbirds. And all of tonight's event is brought to you by Co-op. Filwich again putting in more. There's actually a rather quiet cheer from the crowd now as this game's slowly turning into a route 54-27 to 27 UBC. Rather reminiscent of last night's final score seems to be where we're headed here. I can't see the Thunderbirds stepping off the gas knowing that this is Deb Hubin's potential uh, big night, right, with that record on the line. Yep. You gotta think the players uh, recognize the moment. Full Going full Bill Belichick, as we might say, just never taking your foot off the gas pedal, trying to just keep cranking up that scoreboard. That very well might be what happens here tonight. It's Jess Hansen now with the ball. Feeds it all the way out to LaGuerta, who is uncontested from three. Can't get the friendly home roll. I think Filowich thought it was in. Now we're, it's picked off here by Hansen, one-on-one. Hansen draws the foul. She got hit pretty hard there. Rocked midair by Jolene Vlieg. She'll go to the line to shoot two. Always nice to see a player get back up pretty quick after hits like that. Just uh, reassuring. So Jess Hansen will go to shoot a pair. That may be some frustration from the Spartans in league. Just unable to get anything going on offense than it seems on defense. They can't do anything to, to contest the big bodies in the paint for the Thunderbirds. Particularly Filowich, it seems like she's just able to outmuscle everyone out there. Yeah, Keelan Filowich, one of the most efficient players in, in Canada West basketball. 
So hitting both of her free throws is Jess Hansen adding to her healthy score total on the night. That's now 13 for her. Filowich up to 17 after an explosive start to the third. Shy pit from downtown. She's off her mark again. She's not had a lot of success from three. She's now 0 for 4 on the night. Bounce pass inside for Legault. Trying to work her way around. That's blocked by Vlieg. Getting her hand up against the taller Legault uh, for UBC. Vlieg really read that play very well. Missed opportunity there. Thunderbirds bring it back down the other end. It's a three attempt here for Hansen. She converts 59 to 27 after that three-point attempt. And that will force head coach of the Spartans, Cheryl Jean-Paul, to take a timeout. It's her 10th season in charge of that Trinity Western program. And she led the program to their first ever winning record back in 2016-2017. She really turned this program around to playoff contenders for a lot, uh, for a lot of their seasons. And before here, she used to coach at Red River College and River East Collegiate Junior Varsity teams. It's just this season where they've kind of fell off. They're 3-8 and eight so far. It looks like they might be on their way to a 3-9 and nine record. But you can't blame her. They lost their three key players from last year in Sarah Buckingham, Jesse Brown, and Tessa Ratzlaff. Yeah, Tessa Ratzlaff is a, a name I remember well. She's been, she was very good uh, in her time as a Spartan. And, of course, um, you mentioned the players that they're missing from last year. What about the players they're missing just in this game, right? Like, um, they're, they're missing Nicole Franson, who is their, their highest scorer. Uh, I believe they're also missing Tiana Bradshaw, one of their taller players, so presumably both a, a Both rebounder. injured here tonight. Yeah. So not easy to, to come up against a very good EBC team. Uh, you're on the road where you've yet to win a game. This is a, it's a tough test. Ratzlaff, you mentioned she was good. She actually shot 46% while she was second in, on her team in points per game at 16.8. She also grabbed about eight rebounds a game, so she's a, definitely a player they miss a lot this season, especially in that rebounding compartment. Out of the timeout, Trinity Western responds. That's the first three from Shypit all night. And that will put the Spartans up to 30 on the night. Thunderbirds at the other end. Jess Hansen drawing the foul. And she'll go to complete the three-point play here. 61 to 30. Jess Hansen having herself quite the night. If you're on Canada West TV, you can see as she drives in here, draws some contact from Jaden Gill. On her shooting hand, I believe. She's kind of rubbing it a bit. Seems like she's okay. Great She'll, to see her attacking the basket. She's had a lot of, I would like to say, like short mid-range looks here today. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she's able to do that because of the smaller players on the court, where she usually would have to be a bit further back to be um, equally effective. Yeah, I think perimeter defense is, is something that Trinity tends to struggle with. Wow, what a nice play there. Good feed inside for Trinity Western going in for that layup was Julia Marshall. She was left wide open. UBC defense definitely leaving a hole in their playbook there. Back at the other end, Hansen feeds it out. Ten left on the shot clock. Tannis Metcalf is into the game for UBC. Lots of Spartans around a driving Kate Johnson. She couldn't get her lay in to fall. And that will be the Spartans ball back at the other end. So it's a 30-point differential between these two teams. We're about the halfway point in this third quarter, a little bit more. Five minutes, 50 seconds remaining. 
Thunderbirds at 62, Trinity Western 32. Scheipit was trying to add on a three for her side. Getting the offensive rebound twice in a row, something we definitely have not seen often from the Spartan side. Nine left, another three attempt, and third time is the charm. So a flurry of threes, the third one is hit by Jolene Vlaeg. Hansen feeds it out now. Inside dish to Metcalf. Metcalf's adding to her point total on the night, that's four for her now. Nice inside pass there from Weens. Going for a three, but partially blocked there by Hansen. Thunderbirds get the ball back. Haley Council, hesitation dribble inside. And Haley draws the foul here. Council will go to shoot two. Seems like Trinity Western got into a bit of a groove on the last couple plays there. An unfortunate... Uh, that last shot there was blocked, but the ball movement has picked up a little bit, a little more decisive. And what was also kind of surprising to see from them is that they were actually getting rebounds, mm -hmm. particularly on the offensive end, which was something that really has led to their demise all night. Meanwhile, the Thunderbirds have been getting a lot of second, third chance opportunities. That's exactly what they just proved they could do as well in those last two, two uh, plays for the Trinity Western side. I would presume the halftime conversation would have revolved around, around those rebounding um, efforts as well. Weens now with the ball, one-on-one -on -one with Hansen. Hansen doing her best to keep the offense of the Spartans at bay. And an errant pass is off the fingertips there of Gruel. That will give the Thunderbirds back the ball to drive up court. Officially past the halfway point in this third quarter, Thunderbirds are winning against the Trinity Western Spartans 65-35. to If you're listening on Canada West TV or CITR 101.9, I'm Jacob Aaron, alongside me tonight is Natalie Abel. That's a three-pointer right on cue from Jess Hansen. Continues to add to her point total. She's now up to 22 on the night, leading her team in a similar way to last night when she did this exact same. I believe she had 24 last night, and she's quite close now to, to surpassing that tonight. Last night, Hansen was able to put up indeed 24 points. She had six rebounds as well, having an equally good night here on Saturday. From three, again, good for the Thunderbirds. That time it's Haley Council from downtown. 71 to 35, no mercy here from the Thunderbirds. They've been raining the threes this quarter. It's Weens now trying to drive inside for the Spartans. Wisely opts to kick it out, and another three here from Kaylee Reimer. Both teams changing up their game plan, moving their offense a bit back and shooting a lot more from beyond the arc here in this third quarter. You know, the Spartans have really held their own this quarter. That, that point differential has not changed a whole lot. From three, it's Council again. That time it's off its mark. Shypit getting the rebound for the Spartans. 71-38 in favor of UBC. Shypit driving all alone. There was a miscommunication. She was left unguarded and still unable to get it. Quick feed in, great bounce pass there from Kate Johnson. It was an easy finish. Gotta credit Kate Johnson with the majority of that bucket. And Haley Council too though, she, she really runs the floor, floor well. Quick hands to get that layup in. Back at the other side for Kaylee Reimer and the Spartans. Ball is handed off to Gruel. 
looking for an open teammate. Does indeed get it off here to Shypet. Tightly guarded by a much taller Thunderbird. And then Keelan Filowicz was able to get the block. At the other end, again, able to draw the foul here. It was Haley Council nearly doing the exact same play that we just saw between her and Johnson. So UBC is in the bonus now with that last one. 73 to 38, they're currently leading. And we're having a bench clearing substitution for both sides here. We'll, I'll quickly go over all the new faces on the floor for the Thunderbirds. Council is still out there, but now it's Dina Strujic, Maddie Penn, Dana Pierce, and Maddie, and rather uh, Maddie, Maddie, Legault, yeah. Maddie Legault as well. And for the opposition, the Trinity Western side, it's Jolene Vlieg. Still out there is Kaylee Reimer. Julia Marshall's still out there. And back out is Jaden Gill. With the ball now, it's Vlieg. Sent back for Marshall from three. Trinity Western trying to make this a bit more interesting. They have been converting a lot on their threes this quarter. Seems like the tempo's picked up actually on both sides. Mm -hmm. Ball back out now for the Thunderbirds. Pierce gives it out to Penn. Eight left on the shot clock. Penn quickly fakes, then pulls up her own three. That's off its mark. Penn putting herself in harm's way there as Gill was trying to drive right through her. And going to shoot two as drawing the foul there is Gill. A lot of contact on that play. Yeah, first it was Penn, then the other Maddie in the form of Legault right here. You'll see she just, Gill trying to bulldoze through, but she kind of hit a wall in Legault as Legault has the size advantage over her. Legault unable to keep her feet planted there to draw the charge, which I assume was what she was trying to do there. Gill hits the first of two shots. Like you mentioned, the score hasn't changed drastically here in the third. It's been a bit more balanced than the other two quarters. But I would still give, so far, with minute 47 left, the advantage to UBC here in this third quarter. Dana Pierce with the ball here for the Thunderbirds, bringing it up court. LaGuerta into the game also for UBC. Strujic. Pierce back out to LaGuerta at the top of the key. And a turnover here as the pass went right into the hands of Julia Marshall for the Spartans. Vlieg trying to get up a left-handed shot. Legault had absolutely no desire to let her do that. Got right in her way. So this quarter, although it feels more even, UBC still pulling ahead quite sizably. 26-16 in favor of the Thunderbirds. I think it's just some shots are actually falling from beyond the arc for for Trinity Western, which might be helping how it looks out there. Yeah, certainly their highest offensive output um, so far. Dana Pierce gives it in here. Another dish into Strujic under the net. Gets that one to fall. Thunderbirds up to 76 here tonight, well on their way to put up some pretty sizable numbers that might top their best offensive output on the season. Yeah, on pace for a 100-point game. From three for Trinity Western, that's Vlieg. She's come to life as of late for her side. Right near the sideline, that was Jaden Gill. Unable to pick it off. Thunderbirds and Maddie Penn will inbound here. Vlieg with six points in this quarter. 
Vlieg now tied for her team lead, actually, with nine along with Weens, who hasn't done much since the first quarter. Gill also up to eight. Meanwhile, we mentioned Jess Hansen, 22 points on the night for her. She's 100% perfect from downtown. Three of three. She also has two rebounds, two assists, and two steals, and a block. Jess Hansen doing it all tonight. And officially, Keelan Filowich has double-doubled. 11 rebounds for her on the night, along with 17 points. Keelan Filowich is a double-double machine. Averaging a double-double. Maddie Penn from the free throw line hitting the first of two. 25 and a half seconds left in this third quarter of play. Either one or two more possessions. Trini Western might try and wind this one down. We'll see what their strategy is here being down by a sizable amount late in this game. Bringing this one up is Marshall. Seems like they're trying to get as many points on the board as they can, perhaps. Not trying to waste much time here. Game clock and shot clock are equal. Shot is up in the air from three. Rebound is a scramble on the floor. It's Strujic fighting with it. I'm surprised there wasn't a whistle there for a while. I would have thought a jump ball might have gotten called there. And indeed, I think that is what happened. Yeah, it was a bit late. Now there's only a second left. It could have been about four seconds. If you whistled about there, would have been about four seconds. But it took a while for that whistle to be blown. And now just with that one second, Trinity Western unable to be aware of that time. And that will take us into the fourth. UBC up 78 to 46. And let's see if I can do math right this time. That's 32. <laughs> Jacob has a case of senioritis, I think, over here. <laughs> the, uh, the math is not working today. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the victory lap in the broadcast booth, at least at UBC here. I love broadcasting up here, though. It's awesome. I'm definitely going to miss this. Oh, so we get U such a great view of the game from here, too. Yeah, so UBC extends upon their lead. It's now up to 78 to 46, and I think it's safe to say Deb Cuban will get her record-setting 338th Canada West win here tonight. Yeah, what an impressive uh, number that is. My goodness, and so cool that coincidentally, in last night's men's basketball game, UBC head coach Kevin Hansen became the winningest in men's basketball in Canada West history. So, wow, I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool thing to happen on the same weekend. Yeah, very coincidental. He, I mean, the chances of that happening are rather slim. He actually eclipsed 313. He set himself up all alone with his 314th all-time win. Crazy feat by both. This is in his 20th season as head coach. Meanwhile, for Cuban, it's her 25th season, believe it or not, in charge of the program as a head coach. Of course, uh, uh, Kevin Hansen's daughter having herself a night here tonight as well. That is uh, Jessica Hansen's father. Um, yeah, she's having a, a great year in her senior year here at UBC. Yeah, she, the Thunderbirds tonight. She's really had points. a great weekend. If you if you tally her two nights between uh, Friday and here tonight, that's a total of 46 points for her on the weekend. Really impressive. And she's also chipped in in other ways. I mentioned steals. Uh, and then on the Trinity Western side, like I mentioned, no one in double digits yet. They have, I guess, scattered but consistent uh, offense throughout. Vlieg and Weens each with nine, Gill and Marshall each with eight, Reimer with seven. No one really taking charge out there, and that may very well have to do with the fact that Franzen is not on the court. So we'll begin this fourth quarter, and is there anything you think Trinity Western can do to salvage this, or is, is this a game to uh, learn something from at this point? 
Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's learning moments for sure in any in any game like this. I, I if I was uh, the head coach of the Spartans right now, I'd want to try to see the team win the fourth quarter. Forget about the overall score. It's gonna it's awfully tough to come back down from down 32 points in just 10 minutes. But win this quarter, and and you can go home on a high. So Maddie Penn drew the foul there before she went up for the shot. Actually, it was as she was going up for the shot. There was some miscommunication between the officials. She'll go to shoot two here. So Penn actually coming off the bench. She's able to hit both. She hits the first of two. That will put her up to nine points on the night. It's good to see her back out there. Was one of the main contributors last year for this team. Has been dealing with a lot of injuries, but mostly the one in her back, which has really slowed her down. Thunderbirds up to 80 now as we just begin the fourth quarter. Lena Scheipit bringing the ball up here for the Spartans. It's Gill. Gill from the top of the key. It's a missed shot attempt there for Trinity Western. Thunderbirds get the offensive rebound. Maddie Penn now bringing it up. If you're listening in on Canada West TV or CITR 101.9, this tonight's event is brought to you by Co-op. I'm Jacob Aaron. Alongside me is Natalie Abel bringing you this edition of Canada West Basketball. Thunderbirds miss their offensive opportunity. At the other end, the Spartans give it off to Shypit. Bit of messy play between the two teams as Legault got a half steal against Shypit and then they ended up winding themselves down to the ground. Be a, I believe a Spartan ball here. She looked so casual as she was going for that steal. <laughs> Almost like she just dropped her hand. Rather lackadaisical approach, perhaps. Maybe that's due to the score. 80 to 46 in favor of UBC. Just under nine minutes to go here. Nice spin move with the left hand for Gill. So while the team may be uh, perhaps out of victory, there's a lot of pride that goes into these. And great individual effort there by Gill to get that layup. Missing her step back opportunity there is Maddie Penn. Be a foul here charged against Legault. So I'll give Trinity Western the ball here. Guilt to inbound for the Spartans. Now bringing up is Julia Marshall. Marshall on the night is two of six from the field. She has four assists as well to go along with two steals. Missing her three-point opportunity was number nine, Marshall. With the rebound was LaGuerta. Nice inside dish to Lego. Back to LaGuerta for three. LaGuerta just off her mark. Racing to the corner was Dana Pierce. Nearly crashing into some VIPs, but evaded them, but couldn't keep the ball in place. So it will be a Spartans inbound here. Julia Marshall bringing the ball up for the Spartans. So last night, it was a case where Weens really took charge for the team. And tonight, it happened in the first quarter, but since then there hasn't been a lot from her. Here she is with the ball. And she misses that opportunity, bouncing in and out of the hoop. Will be a Thunderbird inbound here with Keelan Filowich. Seems like the intensity was all kind of pushed into that third quarter of action, kind of the last 
effort there by the Spartans is that they've really slowed down, seems like the pace here in this fourth quarter. Metcalf with the handoff here to Maddie Penn who drives in with her right hand. That's a layup, that'll put her in double digits on the night up to 11 points. So off the bench, Penn actually the third leading scorer now for the Thunderbirds. UBC with over 30 points off the bench tonight. So a, a really uh, solid all around effort from the Thunderbirds tonight. Points in the paint for the Thunderbirds 46. Trinity Western just 18 here tonight. Rebounds have a similar story. It's 47 to 24 advantage UBC. Trinity Western with the ball here. It's Vlieg. She's one on one with LaGuerta trying to drive in on the near side. Gives it back out to Marshall from the far side of the court. The short corner. Huge swat there by Filowich, who grabs the rebound. Great block by her. Maddie Penn bringing it up. You couldn't tell she was injured if I didn't tell you. She always gives it 100% <laughs> effort out there. I think she has more points than minutes tonight. So Foul here charged against Filowich. So some careless fouls here late in this game. Perhaps uh, it's a lack of motivation or maybe a lack of drive to keep adding on to their lead. Pretty sizable at this point at 34. But still, being it that this will be Deb Hubin's record-setting night for Canada West wins with 338, you'd like to see the Thunderbirds finish strong here. Marshall gives it off now to Weens. Out to the wing, it's stolen momentarily by Martindale and her and Gill get caught up, it'll be a jump ball. The crowd getting into it to a degree. The uh, mascot Thunderbird throwing out a couple shirts there on the far side. It's about as loud as we heard them all night. UBC has never been trailing in this game. From the get-go, it's been UBC here tonight. Kate Johnson with the ball, gives it up to Hansen. Hansen from mid-range misses that time. Hasn't been something we've said too much here tonight, though. She's been fantastic. Julia Marshall pulling back for three. Johnson was in her face and got maybe just enough of a defensive look to keep Marshall from sinking that shot from beyond the arc. Inside now for Metcalf. She actually airballs it from right under the hoop. And Keelan Filowich draws the foul and will go to the line for the three-point play. Now, she's missed a couple of the, th of the conversions, but I want to say this is like five or six chances now for the, uh, the three-point play that Keelan Filoch has had yeah. tonight. At least the fourth, if not the fifth or sixth. Yeah, she's had a lot of opportunities. I think she had three in the first quarter alone. And like. it, goes, it goes to show you how strong she is. She's getting yeah. fouled and still able to put it in. She doesn't get that one, but the Thunderbirds do one better and get the rebound. Unable to convert off that chance either. It's Weens down at the other end. Johnson is guarding her on the inside. There was enough Thunderbirds back where Weens couldn't drive directly to the basket. Thunderbirds get the turnover here, 84 to 48. Five minutes and 35 seconds left in this game. From deep, Hansen is short on her three. Marshall will bring the ball back up now for the Spartans. What do you think the Thunderbirds have done well here tonight to give them this very sizable lead? I mean, it starts with the rebounding. Uh, they've got so many second chance opportunities. They're shooting the ball exceptionally well. And they're playing pretty high energy basketball given that they're up 
36 points. And they've had <laughs> quite a few blocks. There's another one there from Janice yeah. Metcalf. We saw one just earlier from Filowich two plays ago. Now Metcalf getting a big swat. I think that really, it takes a lot of the motivation and perhaps momentum away from the other side. Oh, just an emphatic swat too. A miss there from three from the Spartans. Three left on the shot clock. Going in, another swat. <laughs> and that's enough on blocking. Tannis Metcalf having herself quite the 25 seconds there, getting two blocks in for her side. Thunderbirds not, bench got real fired up about that one. Not something you see all too often. Tannis Metcalf in, a, in her second year from North Vancouver, so a local. She often isn't necessarily a starter, but is a sixth or seventh person on this team where she'll get subbed in. Kind of depends on who else is in the court, whether Maddie Penn's back or not. But she's a definitely a good addition, and she has a lot of height out there at six foot one. And you saw how that came into play with those two blocks. Yeah, I mean, those were some uh, pretty impressive defensive plays there. That's what I mean. Like, when, when you see players stepping up like that when you're up, this much you know you can just tell that the Thunderbirds want that win tonight so um, that that forced head coach Cheryl Jean-Paul to take another timeout for her team it is 84 to 48 we have just a couple minutes left here in regulation and Deb Hubend is looking very very likely to be the most winning coach in Canada West his history it's exciting that this is going to be official in about just five minutes now Tennis Metcalf here with the ball. Gives it up to Johnson out of the timeout. Johnson hands it off here to Martindale. Back into Filowich. Filowich faked the inside pass. She's guarded two on one. Kicks it back out to Hansen from the free throw line. Jess Hansen. That's 24 on the night for her now. Matching last night's total. Have a weekend, why don't you, Jessica Hansen? No doubt. I'd love to know if it must be one of her highest scoring weekends. When you combine it, 48 points. That's impressive. Considering that this is her averagely at least highest scoring year, I would assume this was. Don't want to say anything. There might be a an outlier weekend in the past couple years, but it's a pretty good possibility that this weekend may indeed be her highest scoring of all time. Jess Hansen now guarding Weens. Filowich was in the vicinity, but Weens able to get over number nine, Keelan Filowich. She put quite the arch on that shot. Hansen inside dish to Filowich. Wide open for Johnson from three. Isn't one to often take that. So she opts to give it to her teammates instead. Ten left on the shot clock here. Inside now, Metcalf. Tightly contested. Metcalf is having herself a great fourth quarter. Two blocks and now an inside layup for her. 88 to 50. Thunderbirds inching in on that 90 mark. Fed out now to Weens. Weens spinning inside. There's three Thunderbirds around her. Not able to get it. There was a buzzer that went off even though it hit the rim. But the Thunderbirds able to recollect the ball here after a second opportunity was missed for the Spartans. 88 to 50, just three minutes, 15 seconds left here in this fourth quarter. 
after this game, stick around in about 20 minutes after the conclusion of this one, the men's match will get underway. That game was very exciting last night. I don't want to give away too much as there were a lot of records that happened in last night's game. So you're going to have to uh, check back in in about 20 minutes after the conclusion of this one for that matchup. Filowicz adding to her total on the night now, 90-50, to 50, a 40-point differential between these two teams. And the Thunderbirds really are winning every quarter here. It's been nothing but dominance from UBC here tonight. And they couldn't have chosen a better night. Filowicz again inside spinning. Her and Hansen, maybe it's a contest at this point for who can score more. 24 for Hansen. Filowicz with 23. Little friendly competition. Momentary loss of the ball there. And it just looks like the Spartan side is exhausted. Their bench isn't that deep. They have injuries. They have a lot of lost players from last season. Lindquist now into the game as well as Haley Council for the Thunderbirds. But they just look gassed out there. Not really fair considering the Thunderbirds have a rather deep bench. So 92 to 50, Thunderbirds nearing the century mark. They might not get it with just two minutes, 15 seconds left, but they're in the vicinity if they want. Lindquist inside dish to Metcalf, uncontested. 94 to 50, they inch closer. Marshall at the other end, nearly double clutch. It kind of looked like a travel. Weens is fouled inside and she'll go to the line to shoot two. If she converts on either one of these two, I believe this will be her first points this the first or second quarter. UBC shooting still 50% from the field here tonight. And from three, they're shooting 35%. Really great offensive effort from them. So she hits the first of two. Ween's actually able to hit both. That'll add to her scoring total on the night. She's now up to 13. Kate Johnson at the other end. Gives it in for Council. And they want that century mark. I think they want it, Jacob. 96 to 52. It's a pretty rare feat in women's uh, basketball in Canada West. It does happen, but it's not super common. So I think these girls uh, can taste it now. And I'll look in briefly to the highest previous scoring matchup for this women's UBC side on the season. Metcalf currently with the ball here. But I think it was in the 80s range, so they've already eclipsed it. A three there from Council's off its mark. Offensive rebound, though. The Thunderbirds can sniff triple digits. Martindale feeding inside to Metcalf. Metcalf misses her first attempt, finds the hands of Council who kicks it out of play. I would think it was probably last night's 95 points, but prior to that, it would have right. been in the 80s. For context, uh, UBC currently this season averaging 71 points per game. So outside of last night, 80 was actually their previous high, which is pretty insane to think that they had 95 last night, 98 currently with a minute left still. They might very well hit triple digits here tonight. And what a what a night for Deb Hubin to become the winningest coach of all time in Canada West history. Massive all-around effort from the UBC Thunderbirds tonight. Missing that three-point attempt. It's 98 to 54. Advantage UBC. 
That three is clean there from Jolene Vlieg. Every quarter has been won in very Deb Hubin fashion uh, by the Thunderbirds here tonight. 41 seconds. This may be the last opportunity to get triple digits for the Thunderbirds. We'll see if they're able. That's a deep two off its mark. Metcalf gets the rebound. Now it's Martindale. Lindquist all alone up top. They got seven left on the shot clock. Council with the ball here. Spinning, getting it back out now. And out of time, Martindale releases a three off its mark. And with 15 seconds, I believe this may be it. 98 to 57. Just seven left. Thunderbirds get the turnover. We'll see if Council can put it away. Fed up to Johnson, into Martindale. And with that, is. <laughs> 100 to 57. And with that, Deb Hubin is the winningest Canada West coach of all time. 338 victories for her. Congratulations to Deb Hubin. Congratulations, Deb. It's been an honor calling this one. Triple digits for UBC here tonight. Right at the buzzer, too. It couldn't have been more exciting. And Trinity Western scratching their heads. Last night it was 95. Tonight it's 100 here. A team effort for the Thunderbirds. Filowich, Hansen, each around 23, 24 points. Council and Metcalf and Johnson all in double digits as well. Six Thunderbirds in double digits. Wow. What a night for UBC women's side. What, did, what didn't they do wrong, really, is the better question to ask them. What, where can they go from here? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a tough question to answer. I mean, short of getting every player on the roster uh, some points, I mean, there's not really much more you can do. That was a pretty solid, very complete effort. Again, the team is applauding. Deb Hubind, with that 100-57 victory, becomes the winningest coach in Canada West history, 338 for her. Deb Hubin getting a, a standing ovation right now from the, the crowd here at War Memorial Gym. And, and now she's being mobbed by her, her players. Oh man, what a wonderful moment. She's definitely gonna be happy when they go back. They shot 50% dead even as a team here tonight. Over 30% from three, 75% from free throw line. They moved the ball well. They really did no wrong here. And moving forward, this is looking very good for the Thunderbirds side. They will next play the uh, Victoria Vikes. So always a good matchup. Big rivalry between those two on Thursday here at War Memorial Gym. Congratulations to Deb. Congratulations to the Thunderbirds. They are now, with that victory, the Thunderbirds are now 10 and four in Canada West play. Trinity Western falls in their and their record does as well. They are now three and nine on the year. It's been tough for them. They were missing players out there tonight. They lost players last year. This Thunderbirds team, it seems, is just getting better. The return of Maddie Penn, adding some depth off the bench. Eventually, she'll move back into a starter role. It seems like they can do no wrong right now. They did they, they did split that uh, series against UFV, but besides that, they're on a roll. Yeah, and UBC now sitting firmly in fourth place in Canada West, which would give them a first round bye uh, come playoff time. So we're starting to look ahead to that now. It's really only another month away until we, until we start talking about playoff basketball. And oh my gosh, does that get exciting. Again, if you're tuning in on CITR 101.9 FM or Canada West TV, Deb Hubin becomes the winningest coach all time in Canada West history. 
with her 338th victory here tonight. Her team surrounding her, they put up 100 points, triple digits, a feat not too common in women's basketball. In fact, looking at the scores around the league, I don't think there, there's been one by Saskatchewan. That was 101 a couple weeks ago. And I believe they are actually ranked number one in the nation. So, and that was pretty good company for UBC. And it seems that was it. Those so there's been one other 100 point matchup. Saskatchewan did it. Let's see when that was. January 4th. So it was at the beginning of this and against Trinity Western too. So Spartans having some tough luck to begin the new year for sure. Similar scoreline, 101 to 47 tonight. It's 100 to 57. Thanks, Natalie, for broadcasting beside me tonight. Tonight's event was brought to you by Co-op. For Canada West TV and CITR 101.9 FM, I'm Jacob Ayer. It's been a pleasure broadcasting besides you here, Natalie. Likewise. And in about 20 minutes, we will have the men's action between these two teams. Do you have any last thoughts on the game here tonight or on Deb's accomplishment? Uh, just that it really, it truly has been an honor covering, uh, covering this team and, and seeing... Uh, watching Deb Huben currently spinning the ball on her finger for a photo op here. Um, yeah, it's, it's been an honor, and uh, congratulations to Deb. All right, and with that, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back in about 20 minutes, myself alongside Doug Reimer, for the men's game between UBC and Trinity Western. And trust me, you don't want to miss it.
sandwich is a quick meal that you can make easily with a variety of ingredients you have around your home. Sandwiches usually consist of meat, cheese, vegetables, and condiments in between two slices of bread. You can experiment with different ingredients in your sandwich, or you can follow a recipe to make a well-known classic. Once you make your sandwich, enjoy it hot or cold with your favorite side. On Friday, January 17th, CITR 101.9 FM presents our annual 24 Hours of Radio Art Programming. It's a full day of spoken word, drone, field recordings, sound collage, thunderphonics, robocalls, voicemail fails, sound art, and noise. CITR's 24 Hours of Radio Art, January 17th. Listen live or online at CITR.ca. A sandwich is a quick meal that you can make easily with a variety of ingredients you have around your home. Sandwiches usually consist of meat, cheese, vegetables, and condiments in between two slices of bread. You can experiment with different ingredients in your sandwich, or you can follow a recipe to make a lot Let me refresh your memory. Russians! That's right! Russians, Ruskies, Communists! Communists! Oh, now you remember. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Every Tuesday, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m., Rocket from Russia is aired on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, or CITR.ca, anywhere where internet is paid for.
told her I'm good And she said it would cool Go on, do what you want I don't It's all over again
hard perhaps we're gonna take a quick momentary break here for the Pledge of Allegiance and then we'll be right back to you with more chatter before the game Pledge of Allegiance rather the anthem right. American you know what it is And after the anthem, back to basketball. Trinity Western coming into this game now 2-9, 14th in Canada West. Both their wins came two weeks ago against McEwen, who are 0-10 on the season. Meanwhile, on the UBC side, they are 10-3 in conference, 13-6 overall. That puts them in fourth in Canada West behind Calgary, Alberta, and Manitoba in that order. They are up in the upper echelon of teams this season. And you know what, for, the, for what it was last night, Trinity Western came out and gave it their all. You're wondering if they're going to have enough enough depth and energy here to repeat that tonight. But it's been proven that these this team can hold its own against the UBC Thunderbirds. Well, yeah, I'm very pleased that uh, the Thunderbirds got themselves a good workout uh, on Thursday night here. But for the Thunderbirds, if you look at the uh, relative performance index, they are actually sitting in uh, third place uh, with... Uh, within the rankings there, uh, but unfortunately that is not going to be good enough for them to get a home playoff game because the way things are set up this uh, this year, it's more like a one and done scenario closer to what's happening in the NCAA, which is um, uh, they play one night after the play-in round, they play one night at the um, number one seed, and then our part of the teams play one night at one of the, uh, the number one seed. The other teams play at the number two seed, and uh, that's it. Um, UBC will not get a chance for a playoff game unless uh, someone like Calgary or Alberta suddenly goes into a tailspin, which is really bad because I, I think people deserve to see some playoff action uh, in, uh, in the War Memorial Gym here. Yeah, different setup this year for sure. 
We'll see what kind of advantages or disadvantages it plays out for certain teams. But UBC trying to work their way if they can get a win here tonight. They stay in there. They'll likely have to go um, perfect for the rest of the season to give themselves a chance and hope that Calgary and or Alberta or Manitoba drop a couple games. Well, the thing about a, a one-and-done scenario is if a team suddenly gets hot or a team has a... Uh, an off night or something like that, uh, just like you have in the uh, March Madness, you know, uh, that's it. You're done. Back here at War Memorial Gym, if you're tuning in on CITR 101.9 FM or Canada West TV, we're underway here at War Memorial Gymnasium as a finish by Grant Shepard pops in and out of the rim. Zach Moore originally trying to put that one down. It danced a little in Shepard. Trying to emphatically put it away, ended up actually costing his team what looked like two points. Yeah, Zach Moore last night, not a good game. I, I don't think he had a score. Gehrig gives it off now to Gertzen. And taking a deep two there was Gertzen. He missed his mark. Manru Claire racing back up the court. Top speed, cutting through everyone and unable to get a hand on it there was the star Gilbreth from behind. And right up the court very quickly, the Trinity Western Spartans. Uh, uh, still, the yeah, energy seems to be there. Gilbreth, the playmaker, the superstar on this team, pulls up from three. He's off his mark, collected there by Zach Moore. Started exactly that way uh, on Thursday night, missing his first uh, couple of three-pointers. Dish inside. Shepard makes sure not to miss this time. 4-0 Thunderbirds early on. No low defense for Trinity Western. Momentarily swatted away there by Claire. He got a second touch on it, but the call will go in favor of the Spartans. Quick 4-0 lead for the UBC Thunderbirds. Uh, uh, last night, they had a pretty good first quarter, and they had a nine-point lead, but then things got awful tight, and then back and forth uh, as the game progressed. Breach with the ball here. A nice step-back mid-range jumper off its mark, and the rebound is collected there by Shepard like to remind you that tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Co-op. Foul here against the Spartans. It'll be a Thunderbird inbound. Watching the replay here as we see Manroop Claire passing the ball off. I believe Reimer got a bit of his arm there. And that was the foul. Manru Claire inbounds it here to Jaden Kohi. Sends an errant pass beyond the hands there of Grant Shepard. Shepard chirping a bit with the official, maybe about someone pulling on his arm, keeping him back. Yeah, I think he's complaining about a hold. Gilbreth bringing the ball up. Gives it out here to Brach. Back to Gilbreth. Near side corner. He's double teamed because Thunderbirds know they have to. Audu brings it up. It's three on no one. And that can't be happening for Trinity Western. That's too easy for UBC. Yeah, absolutely no defense. They're all dark blue jerseys. No one coming back for uh, Trinity Western. And uh, that was uh, not what was happening on Thursday night where Trinity Western was getting back quickly on defense and, uh, you know, giving UBC uh, a pretty tough time with their hacks and, uh, you know, their up-in-their-face uh, quite uh, personal defense. A quick 6-0 run here for UBC forces Spartans head coach Trevor Pretty, who was in his first season at Trinity Western, to take a timeout to try and figure out what the heck is happening back on defense. Well, the answer to that is nothing is happening on defense. 
not able to clearly drop back in time. It seems like there was a miscommunication perhaps on who was responsible for being where on the court. We're gonna have to figure that out here and go back to the drawing boards. But you know what, if Pretty can lead his team anything to like last night, they have a good chance of sticking this one in even if they haven't got out to the best start. And the, uh, the week before, they played uh, at uh, the Langley Event Center. They hosted the Saskatchewan Huskies, and, and they had another barn burner of a, of a contest uh, there. So they are very, very capable of keeping up the intensity. If you weren't listening to the women's broadcast between these two schools earlier, as we see a three-pointer off its mark there from Isaiah Reimer of the Spartans, Deb Hubin, the head coach of UBC women's basketball team, collected her record-setting 338th Canada West victory to put her first place all-time. Coincidentally, Kevin Hansen, the men's coach for UBC, did that last Thursday. And, and that's just absolutely incredible that uh, it happens at the same uh, weekend. Yeah, very kismet is the word I used earlier. Gilcrest gives the ball off now to Gehrig. Feeding it over is Reimer. A deep three here from Gilcrest. He's short. Hasn't converted on either of his shots early on. Back at the other end, Audu racing in. Left-handed. Misses his first shot. Can't collect the rebound. Gilcrest back at the other end. Driving through the paint. One-on-one -on -one there with Claire. Somehow got a hand in it. Face-off athleticism. No call. Was looking for something. Kohe dishes it to Claire. Misses the three. Shepard collects. Reimer was in the vicinity. Got a handout, and Shepard claims he was in an upward motion, so he will go to shoot two as the officials agree with him. You can see he goes in here, and his hands start to come up as Gilcrest is, or rather, as Reimer is called for the foul. Shepard misses the first of two. Shepard free throws. Not necessarily the best. He's shooting just 69.4% coming into this weekend. So it's an area of his game where he's improving upon. Zach Moore from three, the far side. That's off its mark as well. The lead remains 6-0 for UBC. This three back at the other end. That time it's Riley Brach for the Spartans. The near, the near wing, he knocks that one down, 6-3. Jaden Kohe dishes it back to Shepard from the free throw line. Shepard gets a healthy home bounce, and that one will knock on in. Yeah, very friendly rims for the Thunderbirds as they take a five-point lead. Breach now, looking for an open teammate, gives it out to Gilbreth. Long pass on over to Gehrig, gives it back out to Reimer for three. It seemed that Gehrig actually had the better look, but he opted to give it to Reimer. Into Audu, who goes up and under. Gets the bite on the other end from Reimer, who is trying to go up for the block. Audu, nice finish. Now for three. You can't hold him back for long. Gilbreth, tightly contested, still hits the three. And when he gets hot, he is a very, very streaky shooter. He'll hit a bunch in a row. So we'll see if that uh, is what's going to happen tonight. Kohe inside. Managed to get a little separation in the lane. Able to get an easy layup. Yeah, a little hesitation there. I think it might not have been by design. It just happened that way, but the defender went right past him, and he had an open shot. Gilbreth almost loses the ball. 
UBC looking for it in their favor, but it'll still be a Spartan basketball. Yeah, last touch by Jaden Kohe there as he looked to uh, uh, try to get the steal on, uh, on, on Gilbreth. Inbound, Gilbreth gives it off to Reimer from three on the near side. The rebound is quickly held and a dunk. An absolute missile down into the hoop from Grant Audu. Nice feed from none other than Manrub Claire. And it, it looks really like the uh, the Thunderbirds have the better sprinters on the uh, between the two teams because it was just uh, Audu just uh, sprinting down, getting separation from the the guy trying to catch him, and uh, he was uh, just not able to uh, catch up with Audu. Audu almost going one step too far. Kind of had to lean back to get that dunk. Still was able to complete it, but at the well, that's that's for theatrics. Right. That's to make it look a, a little bit more difficult than it actually was. At the other end, that was Nato Hoffer taking his shots. And now into the game for UBC is the veteran Taylor Brown. Normally the sharpshooter, he's kind of been replaced in that role by Claire in the past two years, but still a good bench option for from to look from deep. Claire gets tied up, as does we see a huge dunk here as Nadelhofer went to the ground. That was Gilbreth getting up. Not necessarily the tallest player out there, 6'2", but he has good hops. Oh yeah, he's got uh, good elevation. Kohi at the other end. That was a messy last play for UBC. Kohi inside dish using the height of Shepard to his advantage. And he will go now to the free throw line drawing the foul and getting the basket. And that for Gilbreth, I believe, is going to be his second personal foul if it is actually uh, called on cue. Yes, it is. So that's something that we have to uh, to watch as this game goes on uh, because he's prone to getting uh, into foul trouble, but he's very good at playing with four personal fouls. So now it's Gilbreth bringing up court for the Spartans. He's one-on-one -on -one with Taylor Brown. you got to think that's a huge advantage for Trinity Western. Ends up giving an open look there to Gary, getting some separation, thinking Gilbreth was going to drive in, created a lot of open space under the basket. Well, he certainly disrupts uh, the defense uh, that the Thunderbirds can put out uh, against them. Mid-range jumper there for Grant Shepard. The dish was from Kohi. It was off its mark, though. But Trinity Western quickly gives the ball right back after an errant pass at the other end. Yeah, not a bad idea. The pass was just a bit, uh, a little bit too long for Nadelhofer, who was uh, streaking down the center of the court. Into the game for UBC here is number seven, Brian Wallach. Kohi gives it to Shepard. Nearly picked off by Nadelhofer. Open look here for Brown. Just misses as Gilcrest was close with the defensive pressure. Momentarily losing the ball were the Spartans. They recollect. Nadelhofer inside. A uh, healthy Euro step. Didn't get the <laughs> call against him, but they didn't get the shot to fall either. Inside to Wallach. One on one. He misses. He was guarded there by Brach. Trinity Western collapsing on Wallach there after he got the, uh, the pass inside. To see Wallach from year one to now, he's just developed so much physically. A much larger player out there on the court. Nearly the size, a little bit shorter, but if Grant Shepard has the big shoulders like Shepard out there. 
Well, the Thunderbirds are going to need, if they're going to go uh, deep into the playoffs, they're going to need some good contributions off of their bench. Kohe spinning inside, can't get that one to fall. And Taylor Brown may be providing that speed and athleticism to match that of Gilcrest, slowing down number 13 from the Spartans. Sixteen eleven in favor of the UBC Thunderbirds. A very fast-paced game. I wondered at the beginning whether they could keep up the uh, the pace, but uh, both teams seem to uh, be well uh, into the challenge. That's a travel called here against Shepard. Three minutes thirty seconds remaining in this first quarter play. UBC retaining a five-point advantage. And it may have seemed that. During this weekend, Trinity Western has kind of found a formula to match the intensity of UBC. Well, I just think that's the way that they uh, they play naturally under their new coach. Uh, I think uh, Trevor Pretty has been uh, the coach for a couple of years now, and he's uh, gradually uh, gradually instituting his type of uh, uh, of offense and type of play. From deep, Nadelhofer sinks a three from the top of the key. And it's getting close again after the Thunderbirds seem to have uh, enjoyed the uh, uh, edge in play at the beginning of the game. Now it's only a two-point lead uh, for the Birds. Also onto the court for the Spartans is number 11, Daniel Steed. Inside dish there, Wallach able to get two of his own, 18-14 UBC. Good slalom navigation there through the defense. Nadelhofer inside, can't get that one to find the bottom of the hoop. Collecting the rebound was Wallach down at the other end. Jack Cruz Dumont. The ball was stripped midair. Yeah, Q getting a hand in there as uh, as Wallach, or rather Cruz Dumont, uh, drove towards the hoop. And what's crazy about that is he was behind him, yet managed not to draw the foul. Got all ball on that play. Yeah, and the replay clearly shows that it was all ball. Inside Wallach, one on one. Outbodying Nadelhofer. I was just mentioning how he's gotten bigger, showing it off there. Used it to uh, great advantage in that play. Gehrig from downtown. He's off his mark. Cruz Dumont trying to race down court. Realized he was met with a trio of Spartans. Now it's Kohi. Kohi from three is good. UBC getting a little bit of separation here in this late first quarter. 23 to 14, advantage Thunderbirds. Yeah, now up to a nine point lead as just seconds ago, it was only a, a two point margin for the Birds. From three into the game, Gabe Manez, he misses his mark for the Spartans. Cruz Dumont, a hesitation step there. Ball comes back to him from the top. He's the play setter here. Jonah Morrison also into the game, Morrison. Faked it one time, then pulled up for the shot. It was a deep two. The ball is ruled out against the Spartans. It will be a UBC ball here. So they have 14 seconds to work with as it hit off the rim. And judging by the shots taken by both teams here, we're on pace for a, another huge uh, effort by both sides here. Uh, looks like the Thunderbirds and uh, Trinity Western would be over the 100 mark easily. And that's a three there from Taylor Brown. 26 points now for UBC. They were matching their pace early on. Gilbreth nearly getting tripped up there pretty good by Jonah Morrison. He continues on. Three on one. Draws the foul. So we'll go to shoot two. Yeah, still got uh, the shot off there as he was sliding through uh, what looked to be an impossibly small opening between the Thunderbird uh, defenders. Yeah, I was surprised he was able to get through that much less get the shot off. 
It looked really like a human wall. Gilbreth hits the first of two. And for some context on just how good he is, he actually was a transfer from uh, Lubbock Christian University in Texas, which is a D2 university out there. He leads Canada West in all of scoring, averaging 25 points a game coming into this weekend. Inside feed, Wallach misses it first time. Two on one, he misses a second time, a second offensive rebound. Cruz Dumont also misses a third offensive rebound. Taylor Brown ends the madness with a three, 29 to 16. UBC now all of a sudden almost doubling their opponents. Yeah, I mean, I, it looked there like, uh, you know, for, so, for God's sake, someone sink the shot. Patco also into the game for the Spartans. Ball in the hands of Manes. Now it's out to Nadelhofer, who drives inside left-handed. What a miraculous attempt, and somehow it managed to go in. You're talking about athleticism. It was a great effort to put that one in the bottom of the hoop. And yeah. an off-ball foul there called against Wallach. Yeah, totally out of control as Nadelhofer drove the paint there as we watch it on the replay. He just put it up there. I, I think he was uh, uh, at least hoping to, uh, to get a foul, but no foul called. But fortunately, the shot uh, went in. So off-ball foul there will cost the Thunderbirds a lengthy amount of possession that could have potentially wound out the first quarter clock gives Trinity Western a good chance to put themselves back within uh, near double or near single digits. From three, Manez off his mark, trying to go over top was Patco. He couldn't find it. Cruz Dumont with three left in the first, misses his mark, and that is how the first quarter will end. 29 to 18 UBC, very high intensity. It seems like, to a degree, UBC has found how to minimize, not neutralize, but to lessen the blow of Gilcrest. Meanwhile, UBC has been dotting around their offensive attack. Okay, uh, Gilbreth. Gilbreth, excuse me. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, uh, certainly the, the Thunderbirds have been able to do that, but I don't think they're going to be able to uh, maintain that very long because uh, it, it just seems that... As the game goes along, uh, he seems to get more and more uh, confidence and more and more wind, and um, he just, uh, you know, can take over the game as uh, as it progresses and as is as is necessary. Gilbreth early on leading the Spartans with seven points. Meanwhile, it's Taylor Brown and Grant Shepard each with six. Kohi not far behind with five. But what is noticeably different between the two teams? is there's really two main contributors on the Spartans. It's Nadelhofer and Gilbreth. Meanwhile, for the Thunderbirds, there is a, a range of five different players, Wallach, Brown, Kohi, Shepard, and Audu, who each have four or more so far. Yeah, Thunderbirds uh, shooting or taking a lot of shots. They've had 27 shots. They've hit 13 of them for 48%. Um, Tonight, uh, not so good for the Spartans. They're uh, only six of 19 for 31.6%. Uh, so they they have your problems. Both teams have hit three uh, three pointers, uh, but uh, UBC is uh, certainly uh, being more efficient. Uh, they're three of six for 50%, uh, whereas it's uh, three of 11 for Trinity uh, for only 27%. Something worth noting after last night's. Well, rather large amount of free throws. 
There's only been three free throw attempts by UBC. They're just not getting as fouled as often here tonight. Well, I, I think uh, Sean Shook mentioned that at the uh, beginning of the game, that um, Trinity Western, they're very aggressive on defense. They hack a lot, and the referees are picking that up. Uh, tonight, um, the ref uh, the uh, the coaches have probably said uh, hey we got to back off we got to be very careful uh, because the free throw uh, shooting was what cost us the game last night Gilbreth the long dish outside as we begin the second quarter of action thank you for tuning in on either CITR 101.9 FM or Canada West TV Jacob Bear alongside Doug Richards here tonight to bring you this edition of Canada West basketball presented to you by Co-op we have Bit of an errant pass that got tipped out it will remain a Thunderbirds ball here as Taylor Brown looks to inbound. UBC currently leading 29 to 18. A Thunderbird falls down. That's Zach Moore on the near side. Taylor Brown dishes it inside. Lincoln Rosebush is in the game. He'll go to shoot two as he's fouled. Yeah, Lincoln Rosebush uh, right beside the basket there, but closing quickly uh, was a defender, and that was... Um, I believe it was Nadelhofer. It was Nadelhofer picking up his second personal foul, so that's two players in foul trouble for uh, Trinity Western. Rosebush, one of the many bench pieces that contributes to this Thunderbird offense, along with Wallach, uh, Morrison, Cruz Dumont, and a slew of others. Rosebush cleanly hitting both of those. Now looking for a potential teammate is Stead. Sending it up court now. Manez is bringing it up. Now it's Gilbreth out wide. Taking that shot was Reimer and he gets a nice bounce around the rim a couple times that goes in for the three pointer. Yeah, a lot of uh, attempts from uh, that corner uh, by Trinity Western last night. The Thunderbirds really not uh, putting any uh, pressure on the outside shooter. Cruz Dumont from the free throw line pulls up for the jumper. He misses his mark. Gilbreth bringing it up. The no-look pass, because why not? He can. Inside, Thunderbirds strip it away and get the turnover. Yeah, Cruz Dumont getting a hand in. Taylor Brown for three. Misses his mark. Gilbreth getting up above the much taller Rosebush for the rebound. Gilbreth. One on two. Can't get that one to fall in. The play will slow down here. I'm not sure why. Uh, it looked like there was a, a foul called. It's a foul here. And Gil... Very late call by the referee. It seemed like there was confusion whether it was on Gilbreth or like during the shot or afterwards. I believe it was uh, after the shot. Off ball it may have been perhaps. Yeah, non-shooting foul as Gilbreth gets ready to inbound. Gilbreth gets it off in time to Stead. Back to Gilbreth. Ten left on the shot clock. They're trailing just by ten now. Gilbreth inside dish here. Getting rocked is Gertzen. Another stoppage in play here. I believe we're seeing another foul. Yeah, it was a foul called uh, before the shot. It's unfortunate for the Spartans because uh, um, it was Gertzen uh, getting that ball to drop. Fed out to Manez. Another chance to set a play. Gilbreth doesn't get the ball cleanly. Manez didn't really give him a lot of space to receive the pass. Yeah, Grant Audu getting a hand in there, knocking that ball away uh, off of the Trinity Western player. 
Zach Moore inbounding here for UBC. Jin Coey to bring the ball up now. The handoff to Manroop Claire. Back to Grant Audu, who's guarded now by Daniel Stead. Audu rotating and pivoting inside the paint. Can't get that one to go. There's been better defense in the key during the second quarter from the Trinity Western side. Manroop Claire gets the ball on the feed. Going in nearly up and downs. Got the ball off just in time. Kohi now sending it out for Moore. Inside for Rosebush. Hesitates, draws the foul, and will go to the line to attempt a three-point play. Very nice uh, hesitation there by Lincoln Rosebush as he waited for the defender to get up in the air and then slid right underneath him and then banked it uh, with the reverse off glass. UBC shooting about a little bit under average from the field, just over 30%, or rather they've been shooting 44%, but Trinity Western has been shooting just around 32% here on the night. Yeah, Trinity Western taking a lot of three-pointers are just not getting their shots to, uh, uh, to drop uh, Trinity Western four for 13 from outside the arc. Which isn't bad in itself, but if that becomes your main source of offense, it'll drop your efficiency. It's great when the shots are dropping. It's not so good for your offense if they're not. Nadelhofer gives the ball off now to Brach. Misses his three-point attempt from the far end of the court. Bringing it up now is Manru Claire, 34-21, UBC inside. Rosebush nearly recollecting, but unable to put it away on the second chance effort. Brach with the ball. Got Zach Moore to jump a little bit, but he opted not to take the shot. Now he takes the shot, Brach from deep. And he'll go to shoot three, I believe, here now, as that shot had barely any arc on it, maybe because his hand got clipped. Well... Whatever, uh, the situation for Trinity Western here is uh, that they've decided uh, that they're going to shoot three-pointers almost exclusively because that's all they've been doing uh, the last little while and uh, hope that uh, they're going to start going in. But uh, nothing uh, so far as they're only four for 15. Missing the first of three is Breach, and that might be a response to the good inside defense we were seeing in that first quarter from Shepard or Wallach or whoever it was in there, even perhaps someone like Zach Moore, just not allowing uh, Gilbreth or the rest of the team to get through inside. So they're going for those mid-range shots. They're going for those three-pointers now. Well, if those uh, outside shots will drop, that'll bring the Thunderbird defense out, give them a little bit more air inside to work with. But uh, uh, right now, it's just not working. So after the three, the three free throws, it's 34-23 to 23 advantage. UBC nearly picked off there by Gilbreth. But his reach to try and get the steal gave momentarily Claire a bit of separation. Couldn't knock down the three. And now not able to handle the pass was Riley Brach. Ball will go back to UBC here. Yeah, just off his fingertips out of bounds. So uh, the Thunderbirds uh, take advantage of another uh, turnover by Trinity Western. Kohi bringing it up. He's one-on-one -on -one inside. Able to beat Nadelhofer. Kobe's kind of the athletic one, perhaps, for the UBC side. Him or Audu, kind of comparable. Not to the same degree as Gilbreth, but well, someone who can get inside and, and take advantage. But as you can see here, the athleticism of Gilbreth, even though he didn't get it, 
he's able to just take people on two on one. Oh yeah, and he's great with uh, just the ball in one hand. It's amazing what kind of uh, body control that he has. Uh, you know, when he's going on offense. Notably in the game for the Thunderbirds is Tony Marich. Merrick, rather, for the Thunderbirds. Jaden Kohi spinning inside as the shot clock expires, bounces off the rim and drops in for UBC. Back up to a 15-point advantage for the Thunderbirds. Yeah, Thunderbirds really putting the pedal to the metal right now in this second uh, quarter, uh, trying to put this game out of reach early. Gilbreth feeds it outside, and that one does sink in from three for Brach. Maybe diversifying some of their offense here. Spartans in order to have something sink. On the UBC side, it's Claire driving in. So while Trinity Western's approach may be pushing back out to the outskirts beyond the arc, it seems like UBC is closing in through the key. Well, there's a lot of air in the uh, Trinity Western defense, so UBC looking to take advantage. Gilbreth getting some space. Great step back move from him. Yeah, just gets a, a little bit of contact there, steps back. Grant Audu draws the foul and gets the basket to fall, putting the Thunderbirds up 42 to 28 with the possibility to extend it by another point here. Yeah, the, the Thunderbirds, uh, you know, really going after uh, Trinity Western tonight as uh, the, the score is uh, a, a lot higher than it was uh, the previous evening. Uh, I believe we ended up at 44 all. Uh, yes, uh, 44 all at the half last night after UBC built uh, a first quarter lead of nine points and then frittered it away in that second quarter uh, by uh, just not playing uh, good defense and uh, not uh, executing their offense very well. Seems that UBC is able to keep building on their lead to a degree because they've picked up on those weaknesses in the Trinity Western defense, like you were saying. Inside, they really haven't been able to do much. And it shows, rebounds 24 to 12 in favor of UBC. And points in the paint, get this, 28 to six. I'm glad you mentioned the rebounds because uh, last night uh, uh, the uh, advantage was uh, in favor of the Spartans and that was something that uh, Vern Knopp uh, talked to us about at halftime, not very happy with the fact that uh, uh, his team was getting re out-rebounded uh, by Trinity. Shepard and Manroop Claire actually are leading the way for the Thunderbirds with five apiece. A lot of the team has two or one as well. Not able to convert the three-point player there was Audu after the timeout taken by head coach of the Spartans, Trevor Pretty. At the other end now, it's Gilbreth trying to lead his team back into this game. We're halfway through the second quarter here. Trinity Western trailing by 14. Stepping back, that's a deep two though. Didn't quite get both feet behind the three-point line for Riley Brach. Jaden Cohey. Trying to find an open seam in the defense. Dancing around, inside, gives it to Steph, to Grant Shepard for the stuff. Left hand jam. As I said, an awful lot of air inside that uh, Spartan defense. The ball is now in the hands of number three of the Spartans, Anthony De Silva. Gives it out wide, little contact after the release there from Moore, but unable to have his three attempt fall in was Gehrig. At the other end, Kohi 
drawing the foul. And it seems like even when they are getting back, they're not going about it in a very efficient manner. They're costing themselves more points at the end of the day. Well, one thing about Trinity Western, and uh, the stats uh, are uh, very specific on this, uh, they're the worst defensive teams in terms of uh, giving up points. Uh, they are dead last in the Canada West with approximately 100 points uh, per game being uh, 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 given up to their opponents. That was exactly the amount that the women's side conceded to the UBC Thunderbirds earlier tonight when Deb Hubin collected her record-setting 338th win. 100 you don't see often in women's basketball, so it was a pretty big achievement. They were grinding for it right up until the final buzzer. 46-30 back here in this men's matchup between the two sides. Jaden Cohey of the Thunderbirds with the ball. Shepard back into the game. From the near elbow, Grant Shepard getting the offensive board and putting it away. Second chance effort for the Thunderbirds gets them within two points of a half century mark. Great position by Grant Shepard there. Just holding, 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 and then grabbing the rebound, getting up. Breach is off his mark from deep. Claire at the other end trying to run in, ends up handing off to Cohey. Inside to Shepard again. Had a pretty good look that time. It was actually a bit easier perhaps than his last attempt, but couldn't come up with it. De Silva, inside dish. Shepard getting up a bit too late there. So Gertzen able to get the layup. Oh, that's a great inside uh, bounce pass by De Silva. Cohey. Thunderbird slowing down the tempo a bit here. Claire with the ball. Inside to Shepard, uncontested. I think he thought about the dunk, but opted for the safer layup. But it just seems there's no one right in, right under the hoop for Trinity Western. Uh, essentially, there were two goal posts there, which were Trinity Western players, and uh, uh, Grant just went right between them. Gilbreth for three. He's too good from deep. He'll get you inside. He'll get you outside. It's hard to guard him when it's one-on-one. -on -one. Taylor Brown at the other end for three. He's just off his mark. So 50 to 35. Trinity Western not letting this game get much above 15 point differential. Yeah, but Trinity Western really not uh, contesting the shots. Inside look there. Seemed a bit rushed from Gertzen. Gilbreth, Fred on the ball. At the other end, it's Claire. Talking about rushing it. Just drove in. Actually, he's a bit shaken up after that play. Slow to get up. Breach at the other end missing. It's a bit of a run-and-gun offense right now for Trinity Western. That time the three connects for Stead. With 2.08 left, we're going to take a timeout now. Claire still visibly shaken up. I think both teams need a, need a breather because it's a, a frenetic pace out there. Uh, both sides going up and down the court. Uh, not a lot of uh, real tough uh, in-your-face defense being played. Uh, certainly not as much as was being played by Trinity Western on Thursday night. Yeah, definitely a high-intensity uh, game out there right now. Smart time out there by Kevin Hansen. 50-38, to 38, UBC up by 12 right now. Grant Shepard for the Thunderbirds leading the way. Actually almost at a double-double in the first half alone. 12 points and 8 rebounds for him. Meanwhile, on the other side... It's none other than Gilbreth leading the way. 12 points for his side, five rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Superman. Yeah, but he's the only person who's really contributing, aside from maybe Breach here. Breach has uh, 10 as he, well. Breach has 10, but he, he's got to get support from some of his other uh, teammates. Uh, if they aren't scoring, 
uh, there's just no hope of uh, them winning the game tonight against UBC. And Gilbreth hasn't came off the court yet. He's been in for all 18 minutes. Four minutes more than anyone else in the entire game. Yeah, still got two personal fouls. Uh, only one really in uh, foul trouble is uh, Nadelhofer, who's got uh, three personals for Trinity Western. Uh, Thunderbirds, Claire with two, uh, Moore with two, and um, that's really about it uh, uh, for uh, people in foul trouble. Out of the timeout now, Thunderbirds with the ball. Kobe perhaps telling his players where to go on the court, trying to set a play. Audu inside this year to Shepard. Shepard spinning inside and gets the bucket, but that'll actually be a offensive foul against him, so the bucket will not count. Yeah, I think what happened there is uh, uh, Grant cleared some space uh, using his um, body to uh, muscle out uh, the defender who had uh, position. So the offensive foul cost the Thunderbirds the bucket and will give the ball into the hands here of Gilbreth. Minute 45 left in this first half of play. Trinity Western slowly catching up. Gilbreth, a lot of contact, but I believe it was all ball according to the officials. 50 to 38 here. Audu back to Wallach, who momentarily thought about the three. Almost gives it back travel. to Kohi. Yeah, he almost did travel as he, his hesitation almost led to a, a bit of confusion with his feet. But now the Thunderbirds will go to shoot two after the foul. Yeah, Jaden Kohi attacking uh, the left side of the basket there, going up against uh, three defenders. Didn't get the shot to drop, but he will be shooting uh, free throws. Kobe here to shoot two. UBC in the bonus. Sinks the first of two, 51-38. UBC on their way again to have a triple-digit evening. Cannot hit the second. The rebound is collected eventually by Steed of the Trinity Western Spartans. Manez driving on the other side, feeds it out now. That's De Silva. One minute and 10 seconds left in this first half. Inside, using his body is Gertzen. Ball's taken away here by the Thunderbirds. Wallach messing up. And if you do that to Gilbreth, he'll teach you a lesson. Well. I'm going to give that to effort uh, completely to uh, to Q uh, because he got good possession there, got a hand in, and was able to uh, steal the ball away from Wallach and go in for the dunk. So after that dunk there by Gilbreth, 51 to 40, UBC up by just 11. At one point it was 15, perhaps 17 point advantage for UBC. No longer is the case as Trinity Western starting to claw back here. Gilbreth starting to have a bit more of a say. We've seen some other contributors. Uh, Nadelhofer has five rebounds on the night. Even someone like Brach, who has 10 on the night. Not a fantastic shooting percentage, just three of seven, but he's chipping in as well. Yeah, the Thunderbirds, uh, a pretty even distribution of the scoring. Adu with six, Claire with four, six for Brown, two for Moore, and four for Wallach in addition to uh, the 12s put up by Kohi and Shepard. 
Uh, we've also got Rosebush contributing with, uh, with five points. So uh, a lot of people contributing for the Thunderbirds, and uh, that's a real good sign for, uh, for the Birds. Notably, Trinity Western has improved their field goal percentage. They've been converting on more of their shots as of late. They've actually raised their team average up to 40 now. UBC still maintaining a very good shooting percentage of their own at 50% as a team. But if Trinity Western can continue that, they have a good shot to keep themselves in this one right till the end. Out of the timeout, less than a minute left. Audu is absolutely blocked right under the net. That was Gertzing getting his hand up. Kohi now with the ball. Six left to shoot as the ball never touched the rim. Getting tangled up there was Kohi, and because they're in the bonus, he'll go to shoot two. You can see here on the replay, if you're watching Canada West TV, a bit too much hands in, in the vicinity from Manas. Kobe sinks the first of two to put them up by 12. With 42 seconds, there's likely one more possession from each side, pending pace, but we'll see what happens. Missing the second one, Taylor Brown fouling right away, trying to get the rebound back. That's a foul against Brown on Gertzen. And now that both teams are in the bonus, so Gertzen will go to shoot. That was a silly foul on I'm, Brown. Uh, I'm perplexed, Brown. completely perplexed about that one. I mean, it's good to play aggressive defense, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you can't, uh, you know, give up a foul like that, especially uh, when it puts the other team at the uh, free throw line. Sean Shook, who was up here earlier, giving uh, Brown quite the earful down there about that last foul. Yeah, the, the only uh, ray of sunshine in that is that you've uh, you know got Gertzen at the line and he misses his first. So he splits the free throws, gets one of two. Get, this does give the Thunderbirds some time to set a play before half, however. Kohi trying to drive inside. He was tightly double guarded and he smacked down hard by Manez. Also fouled on the play. He'll go to shoot two. That was a really hard foul. Well, a little bit uh, more uh, intensity on defense shown by Trinity Western as we see Jaden Kohi uh, driving around the left side of the uh, the paint. Him and Gertzen kind of combined their kinetic energy to really throw Kohi to the ground there. Kohi sinks the first of two. He's been to the line a lot in the last couple minutes. Because Mana is, you look at him, he's not a huge figure, but with the added, I guess, weight perhaps of Gertzen behind the bulk, yeah. There was a lot of force going into Koei. A quick three there from Reimer. Not sure why he took it so quick. It was almost like a fadeaway three. It was well short of its mark. 54-41. Thunderbirds are going to have basically the last possession. It's about a half second between game and shot clock. Claire with the ball here. Gives it to Kohi. Looks like UBC's gonna try and run this one down. Five to go, Kohi from three, off its mark. They got two seconds to get something off. And just getting it off in time, but missing his mark there was De Silva. So going into half, the Thunderbirds are leading by about 13 here, 54 to 41. Got a bit more in the foul vicinity of what we saw back on Thursday night. But Thunderbirds, 
do you like what they did in that second quarter comparatively to the first? Well, it's, uh, certainly they did a lot better uh, compared to the second quarter of, uh, of Thursday night where they did not play very well at all uh, and allowed the, uh, the Spartans to come back from a nine-point deficit and tie the game at 44. Uh, tonight, the Thunderbirds uh, uh, still giving up an awful lot of points, uh, but uh, they're... They seem to be scoring a little bit more, and uh, if anything, I'm a little bit more uh, disappointed in the defense of uh, Trinity Western. It doesn't have that uh, tenacity and um, nastiness uh, that I so enjoyed on, on Thursday night. For the Spartans, they have taken 23 shots from deep compared to just 10 for the Thunderbirds. They're converting at about the same clip, however, right around that 30% mark. It's just the frequency with which they're taking it is much higher than the Thunderbirds. Rebounds are still in UBC's favor, 33-20, to 20, especially, especially on the offensive side. Offensive rebounds, 12-2, to 2, and that's where you get your second, third chance opportunities, which the Thunderbirds have converted on it and really has given their, their sizable lead here tonight. Yeah, the thing about uh, offensive rebounds is that um, uh, you get the offensive rebounds because you didn't get your shots to go. And there was one sequence in there that I think they missed uh, uh, three shots before Taylor Brown finally decided, I got to end this and put the ball into the hoop. Uh, joining us uh, is uh, Vern Knopp, uh, one of the other assistant coaches uh, for the UBC Thunderbirds. And uh, we'll just get him in here. We'll have a quick chat about the uh, first half. Uh, so, Vern, uh, tonight uh, a little bit better situation than you were in on Thursday night. Uh, yeah. The score is not tied. No. You actually ho hold a 13-point advantage, 54 to uh, 41. So, um, you know, at least uh, there's there's that. Yeah, I thought we came out with a lot more energy uh, tonight than we did Thursday night. Um, just even just on the defensive end, effort was way better. And offensively, I thought Jaden... Uh, Dayton did a really good job of setting the tone, distributing the basketball early. Five assists in the first half. Manroop as well with four. And then um, I thought we played a really strong 17 minutes. And in the last three minutes, we kind of had a few mental breakdowns. Um, but I thought Jay did a good job of getting to the hoop late and getting to the free throw line, hitting some tough shots for us. So uh, overall, compared to Thursday, yeah, a little bit happier. Well, uh, I think one of the points that you made on Thursday night is that you were very unhappy about the uh, fact that your team was being out-rebounded. Uh, yeah. Tonight, you've got a, a good uh, edge, 33-20 uh, to 20 in, uh, in rebounds. Uh, uh, tonight, um, Gilbreth uh, Q has been uh, uh, still putting some points up on the board, but uh, uh, really not much support. Uh, so you're doing a pretty good job on the rest of the team. Yeah, well... I think, you know, in fairness, they, they came out and shot the ball really well on Thursday night. Um, of course, we had a lot of mental breakdowns and gave guys wide open shots. Tonight, we're actually getting a hand in their face, doing a better job challenging it. I mean, Galbraith, I mean, we're doing what we can on him. He's just a talented player, and he's just a matchup nightmare. There's only there's no other way you can put it. Talented player, you know, sometimes they're just, no matter what you do, they're going to get their points. But, uh, yeah, the rebounding has been a huge factor, I thought, uh, Shep has done a great job coming out, being being the big big guy down low that we needed to be offensively, defensively. He's changed shots and he's pretty much owning it. I don't know what his totals were, but I know he's got a lot. You know, set the precedent on defensive rebounding in the first half, and hopefully that could carry over to the second half. Because as you know, this year we've had troubles. Second halves have kind of given us some problems, um, especially defensively. So hopefully we can put a good uh, 20 minutes together and close this game out. 
Okay, thanks very much, Vern. Thank Appreciate you. that. Best Appreciate of luck it. in the second half. Vern Knopp, assistant coach with the uh, UBC Thunderbirds, and uh, we have uh, a 54 to 41 lead for the UBC Thunderbirds. Yes, and going into half, we we really saw uh, Trinity Western kind of push hard there towards the last part of the second half. We will see if that will continue in the third. What did you like from each side in that first half of play? Uh, well, I, I just thought the uh, the Thunderbirds were uh, doing a pretty good job uh, getting the ball up the court and uh, getting some uh, some good shots, attacking the the basket instead of uh, uh, relying as they have in in the past uh, too much on the uh, the three point shot. Uh, but uh, generally, I, I think the Thunderbirds are playing the same sort of game that they played on Thursday night. It's just that um, uh, Trinity is not up to the uh, the task. Uh, the defense has fallen off a little bit uh, for them, and uh, you can see that by uh, the fact that the Thunderbirds uh, have not been at the free throw line as many times as they were uh, on Thursday night. I mean, a total of 52 times uh, uh, from the charity stripe, uh, they took shots, and uh, they hit about 85% of them, and that was really uh, what won the game for them. Right now, uh, they're uh, only... Uh, uh, they're 7 of uh, 14, only 50% uh, from the free throw line, uh, but uh, certainly not taking as many uh, free throws as they did uh, on Thursday. And for Trinity Western, what have they been doing well and where can they improve upon trailing by 13 going into the second half? Well, the only thing that's really been going well for them is a guy by the name of Jaqueline Gilbreth. Uh, he's got himself 14 points, and um, he is um, someone who... Uh, you know, will will play steadily throughout the entire game. Uh, I, I can't say that the rest of the team, with maybe the exception of uh, of Breach, who's got 10 points, has um, uh, really supported uh, Gilbreth's uh, uh, play. All right, Doug. Well, thanks for your insights. We'll be back in about seven minutes for the second half of action between these two sides. Stay tuned.
I'm Jacob Aaron. Alongside me tonight is Doug Richards. Doug, what have you seen from both sides going into the second half that they should either keep doing or maybe need to change up in their game plan? Well, I, I think the Thunderbirds are uh, doing what they need to do tonight to uh, to come out with a, uh, a victory. Uh, for Trinity Western, though, I, I think they're going to have to... Uh, uh, play a lot better defense, and uh, their shot selection has uh, got to be altered. Uh, they're taking far too many three-pointers. Uh, right now, uh, they are only, uh, they're shooting 30%, uh, but 7 of 23, where UBC has only taken uh, 10 three-point shots. They uh, uh, have hit three of those, but uh, uh, the point being is that UBC is just making uh, a lot of uh, uh, inroads into the the paint and they're getting to the glass and they're getting better higher percentage shots 36 to 10 points in the paint in favor of UBC quickly looking around some other scores from the league tonight Winnipeg out at their home court beat McEwen 89 to 71 uh, it was a Manitoba victory on the road against Mount Royal a close one albeit 94-89 Saskatchewan fell to Victoria at home 94 to 74. Alberta is currently routing UBC Okanagan at home and Calgary beat Lethbridge 86-74. Three other games including this one are underway. UNBC UFV and Brandon Regina being the other two. I want to talk very just quickly about uh, Victoria because uh, next Thursday Victoria is here uh, for men's and women's action and then they uh, go across the uh, uh, the straight to Victoria for Saturday night games. Uh, of course, this is all dependent on uh, the weather and s uh, because uh, a lot of sailings have been canceled uh, recently. But uh, Victoria playing very well, uh, you know, so far, uh, you know, this year, and uh, they could provide a little bit of a problem for the Thunderbirds. And there is a time issue, I believe, in regard to the shot clock, as it was not winding down properly. They reset that. We begin the third quarter with a bit of a technical error here at War Memorial Gym. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are in the nation or around the globe. Jaden Cohey now with the ball for the Thunderbirds. Feeds it in. And what an alley-oop for Grant Shepard. But they, I believe they might be calling this one back. An offensive foul perhaps charged against Shepard on the push. That's too bad. That was a one heck of an alley-oop, this feed inside. Well, let's watch the replay here as uh, Shepard really gets high up in the air, and I believe there's a technical foul being called on Shepard for hanging on the rim. Uh, I think the referees thought that uh, he was spending a little bit too, uh, too much time on the jungle gym. Showboating it maybe a bit. So the technical was called, but Thunderbirds out of pair. Hell of a dunk though. What an alley-oop for Grant Shepard and Jaden Cohey. Great connection. Now it's in the hands of the Trinity Western Spartans. Gilbreth on over to Reimer from the far side. Back out now for Brach. Brach trying to find open space. Down to three on the shot clock. That's Gehrig from deep and he connects. You said they got to stop taking the threes, but it's working for them right now. Inside, Grant Audu drawing the foul and gets to go to the free throw, free throw line to attempt a three-point play. 
Yeah, Grant Audu with the answer to that three-pointer by Garrick as uh, Audu was fouled going in for, for the shot there. But uh, in, in terms of uh, Trinity Western taking its outside shots, uh, I, I think they're going to have to start attacking the basket a little bit. Uh, uh, otherwise, the UBC defense can just move out a little bit and uh, uh, harass them uh, while they're taking those threes. So completing the three-point play there is Audu. Now Gilbreth, it was double guarded there by Zach Moore and Audu. It was four on one. It left everyone else open basically on the court, but still not able to convert where the Spartans as Breach missed a wide open three. That's a heck of a sign of respect there for Gilbreth. Four on one, something else. Meanwhile, at the other side of the court for the Thunderbirds, Audu pulls up from the far elbow, knocks down a two, 61-44. Inside, Manez driving from the baseline, kicks it back out to Gilbreth from three, and he gets it to go. Meanwhile, there was a bit of contact, no call though, but a clean three for Gilbreth. Claire just kind of shaking his head, not knowing what to do with him. Audu inside, quick dish off to Moore inside, uncontested. Quick scoring from both sides. Yeah, UBC seems to have the answer. Gilbreth, again pulling up, this time just missing his mark. That time, after the offensive rebound, something they didn't do a lot of, Riley Breach able to convert. Yeah, Thunderbirds uh, increasing their lead slightly. A steal here from Manes against Audu. A foul here now also charged against Audu, so not a very good sequence for him. Well, he was uh, guarded very, guarding very closely uh, on that one, and uh, Manez just went straight to the uh, the hoop. Gilbreth feeds it out to Manez. Now for Breach from three, just missing his mark off the back of the rim. It's Claire racing down the other end. Zach Moore open for three. He connects, 66 to 49. It's raining threes here in the third quarter. And the Thunderbird bench rising to its feet to acknowledge that uh, three-pointer even before Moore took the shot. Nadelhofer gives it off to Manez here. Now out to Gehrig. Gehrig for three. It seems like the threes aren't missing anymore. Okay, I, I give up, uh, you know, uh, my advice to Trinity Western has obviously not been heated. <laughs> they may have found a, a, a victory or a success formula. Meanwhile, Thunderbirds go back into the paint. Coey draws the foul and gets the bucket. It seems like almost every time they're getting these fouls on these shot attempts, they're still finding a way to get it in. Well, in terms of the three-pointers, uh, I mean, any strategy, any offensive strategy is great if it works. And right now, it's working by shooting the threes. Garrick uh, with a couple of three-pointers. Kohi converts the three-point play. That puts the Thunderbirds up into a comfortable 17-point advantage. Gilbreth gets some space from Audu as he crossed him up a bit. Manez inside. It was a near kind of teardrop from the coming in originally from the corner. Kohi circling around, feeds it into Shepard. Shepard can't get the finish, received the pass cleanly. And it will be Manas at the other end now kicking it back. Wide open Breach. He hesitated. 
And maybe it was that hesitation that caused him to be a bit off. You saw he wasn't exactly sure if he should pull up right away. Yeah, Thunderbird's not getting any sort of pressure on uh, Brach at all. He has all the time in the world, and maybe he got nervous. I don't know, but uh, that shot almost dropped in. Meanwhile, Thunderbird foul that goes against Jaden Cohey. Spartans with the ball still. Now it's Gilbreth. Pump fakes, gets space, kicks it back out to Brach. Brach trying to find some room inside. Nadelhofer, Shepard was in the vicinity. Good defense by the big man. Altered the shot there so it didn't go. Now Kohi shifting the ball around in midair, finishing with the right hand layup. Nice finger roll for him. Like I say, I like what the Thunderbirds are doing. They're going at the basket there. They're getting uh, the shots to drop and they're also getting some fouls. A pass led to a three point attempt that was well too, well, there was a bit too much power behind it, quite frankly, from Manez. It was an air ball. Back at the other end, Thunderbirds are hot. Seems like they're making every field goal attempt they put up. Gilbreth trying to do his best, going in through the paint. It was met by a trio of Thunderbirds. He was fouled on the play. Yeah, Thunderbirds just collapsing on Gilbreth. There is, uh, as you say, a trio of Thunderbirds uh, Jaden Kohi getting a, uh, a hand on that one. So, Manru Claire back into the game now. Zach Moore and Audu will take a seat as Jack Cruz DeMont also joins the Thunderbirds on court. Nadelhofer of the Spartans will take a seat for Andrew Gertsen. Or Gertsen, that is. Yeah, the Thunderbirds uh, on the offensive end, though, owning the paint. I mean, all of their. Uh, points just in this uh, third quarter seem to be coming uh, from inside. In fact, the Thunderbirds have 50 points in the paint compared to Trinity Western's 56 for the match. And in the paint for Trinity Western, just 13. 73 to 56, it will be a Trinity Western ball here as it went out of play against the Thunderbirds. Gary gets it in and it will be Gilbreth bringing it up. 73 points for the Thunderbirds and still over five and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter. Gilbreth trying to get some space. Drives his shoulder into Taylor Brown. Now it's out to Gehrig for three. Gehrig just short on his three attempt. Thunderbirds grab the rebound. It's Cruz Dumont now to Kohi. Kohi long pass. It's a wide open man, Rube Claire for three. You can't leave him open. He'll sink it almost every time if he's uncontested. Yeah, certainly not. But I believe that's the first three-pointer that they've taken in this uh, third quarter. In fact, that was just Manroop Claire's first made three-pointer of the game. He's one for three now on the night. Jaden Cohey giving it to Claire. Claire trying to evade some of the defenders inside the feeds to Shepard. One-on-one there. And drawing the foul against Gertsen. He'll go to line for another three-point play attempt. Yeah, Gertsen not very happy because there's just nothing he can really do about the athleticism of, uh, of Grant Shepard. Grant Shepard's turning him in knots uh, underneath the basket. And Shepard, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that uh, Trinity Western is preventing him from, uh, from getting baskets. The only way the basket... Uh, uh, doesn't count as if for some reason it rolls off the rim. So it's a timeout now by the Trinity Western Spartans head coach, Trevor Pretty. And 
Grant Shepard nearing a double-double. Nine rebounds on the night for him. 18 points, potentially 19 if he converts this three-point play. But the leader for the Thunderbirds currently on the night in terms of points is Jaden Coey with 20. Coey actually with nine assists on the night as well. So he's looking towards a double-double in a different kind of way. And then on Trinity Western side, as you mentioned, it likely will be Gilbreth. That's exactly what's happened here tonight. 19 points for him, five rebounds, five assists, and two steals. The only other really big contributor on offense has been Brach, who's put up 12 points on the night. And then the next closest would be Gehrig, who's thrown up eight for the Spartans with one rebound. Well, Gehrig has been taking a, a number of three-pointers. I think he's taken four three-point shots. He's hit two of them in this uh, uh, third quarter, had two points to, uh, to start the uh, second half, uh, but has been able to, to get a couple of his long shots to drop. Out of the timeout, Grant Shepard completes the three-point play. Now the two teams have been separated by their largest margin. This is 23 points actually separating these two sides. 79 to 56, advantage UBC. And as you mentioned, Doug, we're not, we're just past the halfway point in this third quarter of action. 4.30 left to go. Yeah, a lot of time. Uh, it's a question of, uh, well, we gotta see what the, uh, the odds are of the Thunderbirds uh, getting into the 120 mark. Jack Cruz Dumont flying through the Trinity Western defense, which is starting to look pretty defeated in the key. Gilbreth trying to get that shot off. He does get the foul, so he'll go to shoot two here. Seems that that's how they've been dealing with him, more or less. They've been having to just double-team him. Actually, it was one-on-one -on -one there, Shepard getting a lot. But Gilbreth going to the line to shoot. So and far, he's uh, three of seven on the night. And that for uh, Grant Shepard is his fourth personal foul, so uh, he's going to have to... Uh, take a seat and indeed does as uh, Lincoln Rosebush checks into the ball game for him. Correction, he is now actually six of seven on the night, not three of seven. That was his three points. So after that, Thunderbirds 81 to 58. The Spartans are in the bonus, however. Taylor Brown, who's into the game for the Thunderbirds, gives it to Coey. Rosebush, as you mentioned, is in for Shepard Rosebush. Getting some separation there from Nadelhofer. That'll make Jake McGrail, who's the other play-by-play -play broadcaster, very happy. He's a big Lincoln Rosebush supporter. Meanwhile, back at the other end, that's Manroop Claire losing the ball. Yeah, driving in, but I uh, believe he's going to be shooting some uh, free throws here as a result as there was a, a foul called on, um, on Manis. So Gabe Mann is charged with the foul. That's his third of the night now. And Claire is a rather good free throw shooter, one of the best on the Thunderbirds side. Connects on the first of two. This game is starting to stretch in terms of the lead. Thunderbirds getting a, a more comfortable cushion here than they had at halftime. Well, I, I knew that going into this game, they didn't want a repeat of what happened last night where... Uh, Trinity Western just kept hanging around, hanging around, and hanging around. Got the lead a couple of times, uh, and it, it took a, a, a run at the end of the game for the Thunderbirds to finally put it away. It's Nadelhofer now who gives it out to Manez. Manez one-on-one -on -one here with Taylor Brown. From mid-range two, Manez falls short. Claire, the long feet up. Taylor Brown can't collect it. 
He had to go way up. Maybe if that was Grant Shepard, he could have just extended his arm with the shorter Taylor Brown unable to corral it. Yeah, long pass uh, just off the fingertips of, uh, of Taylor Brown. Uh, guarded closely there by uh, Trinity Western, though. Bringing up the ball is Gilbreth. And it's unfortunate that he really has had to do this just with one other helper tonight, mainly in the in the name of Riley Brach. But we did see a nice layup there. 85 to 60, 25 points do separate these two teams now. Uh, the largest lead of the night was 27, which was just cut down by two. Clearing right. back to the free throw line. Yeah, just saying that uh, Gehrig has uh, stepped up in this uh, second half. He's uh, uh, put up eight points uh, to uh, support the uh, offense, the Trinity Western Spartan offense. Yeah, it's really been him, Breach, and uh, Gilbreth who have been the main contributors tonight. Gilbreth far and away the main contributor for that Trinity Western side. So up to 87 now as Claire hits his two free throws. And it will be Reimer to inbound here for the Spartans. Both teams right now in the bonus. So with uh, three minutes remaining in this third quarter, uh, we could see a string of people going to the free throw line. Yeah, got to be careful with these fouls, giving away easy points. Nadelhofer, one-on-one here with Rosebush. Nice spin move by Nadelhofer. The tall Rosebush unable to get a hand on that. Now uncontested. Nice sidestep and getting some separation inside. Good cut move there by Taylor Brown. And now Taylor Brown is kind of run over, more or less. But it's going to be Taylor Brown that will be picking up the foul. Yeah, because I believe he it was almost like he fell because he knew that he was in the wrong position, more or less. So that will, because they're in the bonus, that will send Gilbreth right to the free throw line. Took a bit of a uh, forearm from Q. Gilbreth able to sink both of his free throws, 89-64 in vintage UBC. It's Jack Cruz Dumont now with the ball for the Thunderbirds. Now to Kohi. You mentioned that defense is one of Trinity Western's struggles as Kohi gets fouled again here. He'll go to line to shoot two. They average giving up about 100, you said, at night? Well... I think going into this weekend, it was about uh, 98.6, which is normal. 99.5. 99.5. Yep. Okay, I was I was thinking that I might get a good uh, <laughs> joke lead in there, but uh, not to be, uh, because you corrected me on that. Uh, but you know, given the fact that they gave up 109 points uh, last night and uh, look to be on a, a pace to give up even more this evening. Uh, their uh, points against uh, could uh, top the uh, three-digit uh, mark. So it's Gilbreth giving the ball off now to Reimer. There was a lot of contact on that, and indeed that will be a foul. Kohi getting a little bit too, uh, too close on defense, and I could almost hear the hand from up here in the broadcast booth. Not a lot that the, uh, the lawyer could say there to defend Kohi against that call. Reimer misses with the first of three shots. Thunderbirds have eclipsed the 90-point mark here with still two minutes left in the third quarter. 
Gilbreth sinks the second one. It just seems like there was this crazy explosion. I mean, if you look at it quarter by quarter, the Thunderbirds threw up 29 in the first, then 25, somewhat, you know, leveled out. They've put up 36 here in this third quarter of play, an offensive powerhouse of a quarter. With more to do as Jack Cruz Dumont sinks another, they might very well eclipse 40 points in a single quarter. Well, the Thunderbirds uh, up to about 58, of more than 58% shooting. Just missing the three there was Ant Ethan De Silva. Another three here from Reimer. That's also off the mark. It seems like Trinity Western is getting a little desperate in their offensive shot attempts. Well, that's exactly what it is. Claire draws the foul. He'll go to shoot two as we are in the bonus. I mean, the lead for the Thunderbirds is so big. The only way that you're going to be able to get back into this game is by uh, getting a bunch of threes to drop. Uh, it's, a, it's a tactic that can either widen the lead for your opponent or potentially get you back. It's really all you, you probably have at this point given that they only have the fourth quarter yeah. and a minute and a bit to go here in the third. Timeout taken by Trevor Pretty the head coach of Trinity Western, and 38 points in a quarter. I mean, you stretch that out over a game, you put up 40. I mean, that's 160 in a game. What a quarter this has been for the Thunderbirds. They are well on their way to at least eclipse 100. We'll see how far they go beyond that. Uh, leading the way for this Thunderbirds side here tonight in terms of scoring, it's been Jaden Cohe with 21, followed closely by Grant Shepard with 19, other big contributors, Manru Claire and Grant Audu, each with 11. And Shepard has nine rebounds. We talked about Kohi's nine assists. Four personal fouls now for Manas on the side of Trinity Western. Four for Shepard as well, so something to watch out there. And for Gilbreth, it's been a great game individually. It's just it hasn't been spread out across the rest of his teammates. He has 23 points, five rebounds, six assists, and a pair of steals. Well, given that we have a minute 42 remaining in the third quarter and UBC is up to 92 points already, and also given that this uh, game is a, a very wide open contest, I wonder if there's a possibility the Thunderbirds could crack the century mark uh, uh, before they enter the fourth quarter. We'll see what happens here. It was a rather high-scoring high women's game just before this. You don't often see 100-point affairs in women's basketball, and UBC did just that earlier tonight to mark Deb Hubin's record-setting Canada West 338th win all-time. And UBC's getting a little bit of an advantage here with uh, points with the clock stopped as Manroop Claire uh, shoots from the charity stripe. So 94-66 advantage UBC. This one's getting a bit bigger as time goes on, the lead that is. That was Brach feeding it out. Nadelhofer underneath. Trinity Western... Running out of some gas here late, not having a ton of bench options perhaps like Thunderbirds. And maybe relying a lot upon that man who is none other than Gilbreth. He's been their main option and maybe because he's getting worn down, they're having to go to the other players on the court and they're just not panning out quite as well. One minute and five seconds remaining here in this third quarter. What a pass from Gilbreth. How did he even get that inside? Laser beam accuracy by Q. That was insane. He is a talent and a half. Long pass up for Manez. Another great pass from Gilbreth. Right on the money. 
you know, I was wondering if the Thunderbirds uh, could put a, a string of shots in there, but in, uh, in this case right now, it's the, uh, the Spartans, courtesy of uh, Jaqueline uh, Gilbreth, who are putting up the points. Lincoln Rosebush giving the ball here to Audu, but it'll be a foul called here against the Thunderbirds. So a little bit of a late run by uh, TWU as we close out the third quarter. That goes against Claire on that last play. With 31 seconds left in this third quarter, there's about eight second differential between game and shot clock. Fed back out. That was for Manes from three. He missed his mark. That three point may be biting them now. They're still shooting relatively well, but it has dipped under the 30% mark. And after that last miss, it's closer to about 28% now. Jack Cruz Dumont from inside at the elbow at 96 to 70. And as time expires, a shot is put up. And of course he makes it. It's none other than Gilbreth. So 96 to 73, the one-man show Gilbreth entertaining enough to keep this one going into the fourth quarter. But really, this, this was a huge third quarter for, by the Thunderbirds. They put up 42 points in a single quarter. You know, that last shot by Q there, I thought I was watching a Steph Curry highlight uh, reel. Something like that, right? From beyond the three moving, or like a Steve Nash where he's shooting and moving at the same time. Oh, well, no, that's definitely Steph Curry. Yeah, From beyond the arc, right? Beyond the arc there. Of course. Definitely a Steph uh, Curry type of shot. 23-point uh, lead for the UBC Thunderbirds. Uh, look like they're going to be able to to wrap this one up. It's it's very difficult to come back from a 23-point deficit uh, going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I suppose stranger things have happened, but... Uh well, it's a sizable lead for the Thunderbirds. They've got up to this point in the game by really utilizing a lot of their different players. Almost every player on the team has put up some points. Rosebush uh, with seven even. The only two players still without anything on the board are Marich and Morrison, who have really not seen a lot of playtime. Everyone else, even Wallach, who was just very briefly in the game, has four points. Meanwhile, you look at the Trinity Western side, there's about four players, five players, without any points on the board. And then Gilbreth has the lion's share by far. 26 points on the night for him. Next closest would be Breach with 12. Well, good distribution, as you said, for the Thunderbirds. Uh, a lot of people contributing, and that's good to see because uh, you're going to need those uh, players when you go into the playoffs and uh, things become an awful lot more intense and, and difficult. So if you look at these two teams, the offensive rebounds, we talked about it earlier, definitely in the favor of the Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds never lost the lead right off the bat. It was tied, but... They've had it really throughout the entirety of this game. And then the third quarter kind of solidified where this game is headed for them. UBC coming into tonight was 13-6 overall and 10-3 and in conference. They are well on their way to be 11-3 and here. And Gilbreth right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Well, I really hope we have a replay of that. He was driving in left hands, gets fouled. Let's watch. Double guarded, able to throw it in as he was pushed away from the hoop. An incredible athletic effort there from Gilbreth. 
Yeah, I think what made that, though, was uh, where he started off and was able to get past the initial defender. Audu at the other end, unable to convert on the layup. So it's a 20-point differential between these two teams. At one point, it was 27. So never count them out, especially when you have a superstar like number 13 on your team for Trinity Western. Now with the ball, it's Gehrig driving in. Gets it back to Gilbreth. Does a shuffle step and loses the ball, falling on top of it smartly, not wanting to give it back to Gilbreth was Brian Wallach there down on the court. Looks like the possession arrow is going to be in favor of the UBC Thunderbirds, so a turnover for uh, forced by the Birds. And a rare error there by Gilbreth with his handling. I can't fault him very much for his play tonight. I mean, he's carrying the team. He's got 29 points, and uh, there's still almost a full quarter to go. Back at the other end, it was Jaden Cohey who momentarily lost the ball. A lot of contact on Cohey. Gives it back out to Wallach from the near side for a three. 99 points now for the Thunderbirds. Right about to eclipse that triple-digit mark. Three-point attempt from Manez down at the other end for the Spartans. He misses with his three-point attempt. And it seems there's always uh, a Spartan uh, wide open at that near side corner. Uh, and the Thunderbirds are just letting him have it because they are not... Uh, uh, forcing the Thunderbirds to come out and guard because they're not making it. Now they're shooting just 28.9% from three as a team, whereas the Thunderbirds are up to 40% from beyond the arc. Jaden Cohey with the ball. Morrison giving Manas a nice bump in the back. The quick feed inside between Morrison and Wallach is a bit of a miscue. It will bounce off the shoulder of Brian Wallach, and it will be a turnover here for the Spartans. Bringing the ball up now is Gilbreth, and he tries to go up and draws a foul here against Audu. He'll go to shoot two. Well, he's so aggressive going to the basket, and that's what you want with a uh, point guard. Uh, you want that aggressiveness attacking the, uh, the basket and uh, forcing the opposition to foul you. Gilbreth sinks the first of two. He's been fantastic from the free throw line here tonight so far. Now, and I didn't jinx him either. That's 11 of 12 for him. Claire gives it up to Audu for the Thunderbirds. Audu's met with a double team and another miscue inside. Morrison has been involved in both of them. He hasn't seen a lot of playtime here tonight. Maybe he's just not quite in the rhythm with the other players on the court. Yeah, so both teams uh, looking uh, at least on a pace to eclipse their 144 total shots taken last night. Right now, uh, 66 and uh, 63, so uh, 129 shots taken between the two teams tonight. Adam Gehrig with the ball for the Spartans. Gives it off inside to Manez, who doesn't have a ton of height necessarily, standing at just six feet tall and amongst a sea of much taller basketball players he was still able to get that inside look to fall Jaden Cohey try and get a little space while it tried to give Cohey a bit of room now it's out to Taylor Brown for three he's off his mark and Gilbreth nearly loses the ball in a bit of a scuffle there with Taylor Brown Spartans retain possession however Manas inside can't get it to fall the second chance effort there from Gil. 
Gilbreth does no better. Kohi nearly loses it again. Gives it in to Taylor Brown who tries to go up and under. He's fouled and will go to shoot two. That I think will be uh, Nadelhofer's fifth and disqualifying foul as uh, he is called uh, for the infraction. Him and Manas both were at four. It's his fifth one, so he will have to take a seat for the rest of this one. Interestingly, we were worried about uh, Gilbreth uh, picking up two uh, fouls early, uh, but he seems to have adjusted his game, uh, still maintaining the, uh, the effort. Uh, but uh, has been very care careful about uh, getting uh, any further fouls. That's 100 points now as Taylor Brown sinks the first and then the second, make it 101 for UBC compared to 80 for the Spartan side. A lot of time still remaining, though. There is a lot of time, and 21 points isn't the biggest lead we've seen tonight. And if Trinity Western gets on a roll, watch out, especially if Gilbreth is in charge of the push. Zach Moore from the far side for the Thunderbirds. He misses his three. Gilbreth, a long feed up. That's for Brach. Brach misses his three-point attempt as well. Wallach coming away, and he actually draws the foul against Gertzen. Uh, Gertzen uh, caught in an awkward position there, uh, trying, to, trying to recover that ball and commits the foul. We're talking about foul trouble back onto the court for the Thunderbirds. It's Shepard. He's one away from being disqualified as well. We're going to have to play it safe for him. Well, I don't think there's any danger really of the uh, Thunderbirds losing the uh, the game uh, with a 101-80 to uh, 80 lead right now. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, Shepard can just go out and play his game. Shepard up and under, able to get the layup while he was double guarded. And it's good practice for him in the playoffs. He can play, uh, you know, see if he can uh, play well with that uh, four fouls uh, hanging over him. Reimer misses a three-point attempt there for Trinity Western. The offensive board was collected by the Spartans. Manez then, as you see off the rebound here, if you're watching on Canada West TV, got a lot of contact from Zach Moore who dove onto the ground. Foul against Moore. Ball back in the hands of the Spartans. It's Gilbreth with the ball, one-on-one -on -one with Taylor Brown. Gets a partial screen, a great spin move inside from Gilbreth. Can't finish it off. Does poke it away momentarily. He's a spitfire out on the court. Seems to have endless energy out there. Zach Moore for three. He sinks and converts for the Thunderbirds. Looks like they're only giving him two points for that shot. Must have had a foot on the line. So it must have been a deep two there for Zach Moore. 105-80 now. Gilbreth has eclipsed the 30-point threshold for scoring total. Something not too foreign to him. That's uh, about the third game in a row he's done that. Passes it out wide for Reimer. The Spartans have the ball. Foul here charged against Moore. And that for Zach is going to be uh, it for him this evening. He's got uh, five fouls and uh, will foul out. Coming in in his place will be Jack Cruz Dumont. Cruz Dumont in his first year here at UBC from Richmond, so a local. Manez gives it out to 
none other than Gilbreth, who hits a three, adding to his fantastic total up to 34 on the night now. Jaden Coey at the other end for the Thunderbirds. He gets fouled. He'll go to shoot two as well. Mann is in some foul trouble. Gilbreth trying to calm him down. Not I anymore. As if that's on Manus, he's fouled out. And that indeed will be his fifth foul. So two players out now for the Trinity Western side, him and both Nadelhoff, and then for the Thunderbirds, Zach Moore, Shepard, in danger of a fifth one as well. Again, though, uh, foul situation, not really an issue in this, uh, in this ball game. With uh, the lead being what it is. Yeah. 22 points separating these two sides. If you're listening in on CITR 101.9 FM or Canada West TV, tonight's action is presented to you by Co-op. I'm Jacob Aaron. Alongside me is Doug Richards. And it, it was a really tight game at first, but it, it really exploded in that third quarter. Well, cer certainly it did. Well, I mean, even the second quarter, uh, UBC uh, was able to get themselves a, a pretty good lead. I believe it was um, a 13-point lead as uh, that was classified a breakaway foul by the uh, – referees and that means that uh, there was a couple of technicals being shot there I believe so this will be the third shot here for Kohi he sank the first two 107 to 83 okay maybe it maybe they were saying he was uh, in the motion of shooting and that was a three-point shot that must have been it so back at the other end after that series of three shots also into the game now is Re Compton for the Spartans. Trying to drive in is Pat Cow. And from really deep, letting that one go was Daniel Steed. He misses the mark. So some new faces on the court here for the Spartans as they had a couple players foul out. It was a really deep three and it fell just short. Coming into the game. Looks like we're going to have some substitutions on both sides here as both coaches might be well aware that this game is likely out of reach with the 25 points, make that 26 point differential. Take a timeout before that happens though. Well, you know, let's uh, have a quick look at the, uh, the Thunderbirds. What they really have to do is they have to really win out as they go uh, into the uh, season uh, ending series what they would need to do is they need to finish in the top four so that they at least get a, a, a one-week break prior to uh, going into the, the next round of the playoffs. Because what you don't want to have is you don't want to foul out of the top, uh, fall out of the top four and have to play uh, a play-in uh, game to uh, qualify for the next week's uh, advantage uh, or next week's uh, uh, stage of play and looking around the league that Brandon Regina game that I mentioned earlier was a bit of a nail biter as out in Regina the home team won by a single point 79 to 78 much lower scoring affair than we having out here tonight so those teams not in the top four but it still does sh uh, shuffle around some of the lower seeds well, Manitoba, if you look at the RPI, I believe is in fifth spot. Uh, uh, Victoria, who are the next opponents for the Thunderbirds, are, uh, are in the mix as well. So, uh, you know, Thunderbirds uh, going into the series against Victoria, 
uh, they got to be very careful that uh, Victoria doesn't upset them and uh, possibly drop UBC out of the uh, out of the top four. So De Silva and the Spartans with the ball here, trying to get a little space. What a pass again by Gilbreth. Missed it momentarily, and he almost was able to put it back in. His passing game is on a next level. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, laser straight passes uh, from uh, uh, from Q, and uh, that's just you know part of his uh, overall repertoire. He plays hard on defense. Uh, he crashes the boards offensively. Uh, just a, a, a tremendous player uh, for uh, the Spartans. So after the foul against the Spartans, or rather against the Thunderbirds, sinking the first of two. So that's Pat Cow, who hasn't seen a lot of action. He was briefly in earlier, but he's into the game now due to some foul trouble elsewhere on the team. Wallach gives the ball off here to Coey. Coey's guarded one-on-one -on -one with Compton inside. Wallach draws Gilbreth to bite, but he wasn't able to put it away. So he beat the hardest defender, but then got beat by himself. Yeah, Wallach, though wide open in the paint there and still uh, was not able to convert. Wallach giving Gilbreth a little extra chest bump. Now a nice step back move there from Gilbreth, but it doesn't fall in. Cruz Dumont, it's three on two down the other side. Behind the back pass, Grant Audu finishing one heck of a play. That's one for the highlight reels. Impressive passing there from the Thunderbirds. Compton at the other end, gets it out now. That was to Breach on the far side. Patkow, can't get that one to fall in. Rosebush with the rebound. Although Shepard's not out there, he actually did reach the double-double. He collected his 10th rebound earlier in this game. He ended up actually with 11, or rather 10 rebounds, 21 points. Kohi double-doubled as well. 24 points and 11 assists for him. Kohi now going to line to extend on his uh, team high point lead. That's 25 for him now. He's not really the game high because Kilbreath is well above him with 34. Four minutes, 18 seconds left here in this game. That's all but wrapped up. 114-85. Thunderbirds continuing to pour it on here. Nearly 30-point differential between these two sides. Rebound here by Audu. And losing the ball there are the Thunderbirds. So it'll be a Spartans offensive opportunity here. And as you were mentioning, it's really about the standings that really, uh, what really matters at this point in the game now. UBC with their RPI, their 5946 technically. RPI is Stands for what again, Doug? You know. Relative uh, Performance Index, Thank or th there's probably a couple of different uh, ways you could interpret it, but uh, I believe it's Relative Performance Index is the uh, uh, official title. So that Regina branding game, Regina actually, that was an important win for them. They're sitting uh, towards the top. Not really, I guess more in the middle, but Brandon was well below them at 111, so they... If they were upset, that really would have messed up their playoff looks. So they were able to get a nail-biter victory. Missing a three-point attempt rather wide was Kohi, who's laughing at himself. Gilbreth with the ball, one-on-one -on -one with Wallach. 
making him bite back and forth. Long pass out, now in. Kohe getting a bit of a hand on it, but maybe it was more than just the ball. He will be called for the foul and going to shoot two now as Brach, as both teams are in the bonus. So yeah, a lot to play for as the Thunderbirds wind down this, uh, this season. Uh, they have got to maintain their uh, position in the standings so that they uh, can get a well-deserved uh, and probably uh, very well-needed uh, break in the first round of the playoffs. Breach able to make it 114.87. You were talking about RPI and Victoria, and they're playing each other next week as Audu gets fouled. They are sitting just below, and I mean just below the Thunderbirds in RPI. Exactly. That's why it's such a crucial series uh, for uh, the Thunderbirds next weekend uh, where they play uh, Victoria here on Thursday night and then travel to the island for a uh, Saturday night uh, contest. So that'll be a very high-intensity series. UBC going to have to show out tonight. Not quite as much of a challenge for them. But it was a big weekend overall for UBC between Kevin Hansen recording his all-time Canada West record in wins, and then Deb Hubin earlier tonight doing the exact same. Quite a feat if you consider it's all of Canada West. Both happen to be at UBC. Both happen to be in the same weekend. Dished out now as a slipping and sliding Aaron Patkow loses possession of the ball. It'll be the Thunderbirds as they're looking to what you mentioned earlier and perhaps foreshadowed, eclipse the 120 mark here in this fourth quarter. Cruz Dumont with a bit of a jump fade away. Compton kept just enough defense on him that he wasn't able to get it to fall. Now Compton down at the other end draws the foul. He'll go to shoot two. 116-87. Game has remained more or less between 20 to 30 point differential for the last I'd say quarter and a half between these two sides. Now back into the game for the Thunderbirds is Tony Marich. Compton missing the first of two. Reed Compton not from British Columbia but rather from Toronto, Ontario in his first year with the program. Perhaps a chance to get a little more playtime as the years move on. They actually have a relatively young team. Just Ethan De Silva is the only fifth year. The only fourth year happens to be Gilbreth. Everyone else is a first, second, or third year on that roster. Yeah, so uh, the uh, prospects for next year are uh, uh, certainly an awful lot better uh, for Trinity. Taylor Brown with the ball inside. Dishes out to Rosebush for three. He misses it. Offensive rebound is collected by Cruz Dumont. They want over and back. They and don't they should get have it. got over and back. There's no call. The coach was saying that maybe because it was swatted, that's why they didn't call it. No, I wasn't touched by uh, a Trinity player, so it should have been over and back. Ball given out now to Pat Cow. Just about two minutes left here. If you're tuning in on CITR 101.9 FM, Compton now for three for the Spartans. He knocks that one down. That puts them up above 90 for the game. But UBC has a total of 116. So this one is um, not really within victory, uh, 
not within a possibility of victory for the Spartans, but they're just trying to play this one out to the end, get some good experience for the younger players on the court. Three-point attempt there from Breach is off its mark. Offensive rebound is collected. Now it's Reimer from deep. He connects. Reimer finally connecting on a three. Thunderbird coaching staff definitely not going to be happy giving up uh, 94-plus points uh, this evening uh, to Trinity Western. Now driving in is Taylor Brown. Misses the first attempt, but putting it back in was Tony Marich. Good job grabbing some points for him. This may have been, were those his first this season, Doug? Marich, he put up a couple of different game, I think. Now stealing it is Jack Cruz Dumont all by himself. The layup, and that gives him 120 on the night. So 120 to 94. Back at the other end, it's De Silva. Compton, as he <laughs> fell to the ground, somehow was right there to catch the pass. Now it's Patkow inside. Thunderbirds collect the rebound. It's Rosebush under the hoop. Just playing this one out, 120 to 94. The Thunderbirds here tonight had an explosive second half. Their third quarter in particular was rather monstrous with 42 points. And they were able to use their deep bench and rather spread out offense to win this one here tonight. Now Rosebush, as the Thunderbirds are just trying to wind down the shot and game clock here. There's about five-second differential between the two. Cruz Dumont steps back for a three and connects. 123, Cruz Dumont wanted to perhaps pad his own stat sheet. A three at the other end, and with five seconds left, that will be it. Tony Marich will wind this one down, and a bit of a spat between these two sides, as right at the end, Marich and Reimer getting into it. 123-94, what a clean way to finish this one out. I mean, absolutely no call for that. Uh, I think there were uh, a couple of uh, elbows thrown, but uh, uh, really, the, the player should have just walked away. And that's it for us here tonight. 123 to 94. What are your takeaways from this game? And what do these two teams have to look forward to? The Thunderbirds now sit at 11 and 3 in conference. Trinity Western is now just 2 and 10. Well, you know, uh, I, I don't know if this was, uh, these two wins certainly important for the Thunderbirds, but I don't know if they. Uh, did anything for the Thunderbirds in getting them ready for the playoffs. And that's what it is all about right now uh, because this was a, a vastly different game uh, than is going to be played, uh, you know, once the season is, is, is over. It's going to be uh, a lot more hotly contested. There's going to be uh, a lot better defense uh, being played. And uh, uh, this, I, I don't think, has uh, uh, any any benefit to them I'd prefer them uh, to have uh, had a, a game like last night where the game was uh, close and in doubt uh, almost right up to the end and there's some drama here late although it was a blowout the two teams got into a spat if you're just tuning in on CITR 101.9 FM or Canada West TV the two coaches both Trevor Pretty of the Spartans and head coach Kevin Hansen who is the all-time Canada West 
leader in regular season wins called here. So the teams don't appear to be shaking hands. I, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen as the officials are not happy about that last second spat between Marich well, and I believe it was... There, there's going to be technicals uh, shot here. So Marich is going to shoot uh, technicals. So Marich shooting as there was a last second call. Although everyone thought the game was over, getting some sarcastic applause from the Trinity Western side. So just when you thought it was all over, it's actually not. Well, I got 0.3 seconds left on the clock, actually. And here comes the third shot. He hits the one of the three. The official's not happy with what's happening out here, having to explain the technicals. And he has to inbound it, actually, to end this game. So 124-94 appears to be how this one will end. Trinity Western rather upset about this. That is officially the end of it here tonight. I'm kind of interested to see how these handshakes might go between these two teams, as it was just a few particular players. We'll see what ends up happening when Marich and the other ones meet. But like you said, Thunderbirds have the Victoria Series, McEwen, and then Winnipeg, and then it is the Canada West playoffs. Marich right at the end here. But what a performance by Gilbreth. You do have to say, although Trinity Western didn't have the best game overall. Gilbreth really showed up for them here tonight. And it's it's just sad because he didn't have a lot of support. Yeah, certainly a pleasure to watch on the court. Uh, he's, a, he's a great player. He's a difference maker. And um, I, I think he has uh, uh, gone a long way toward helping uh, Trinity Western improve. I mean, the previous few years, uh, they've been lucky to win any games. And uh, I don't know what their record is right now, but uh, uh, I'm sure we can quickly find that out. They're 2-10 and ten now, Trinity Western after tonight. Yeah, uh, but you know, certainly in previous years, uh, two, uh, uh, two wins were an impossibility because they were uh, uh, just not a, uh, a squad that could do uh, anything at all there. So, so things are improving for Trinity Western, and that, I think, will help things out uh, when you uh, look at uh, the Canada uh, West, especially the, uh, the BC teams, because UBC really needs to get better competition uh, within uh, British Columbia because they play those teams the most, and that's going to help them going into the playoffs. Right now, uh, I, I don't see anything... Uh, that the Thunderbirds are going to be up against in the next few games that's really going to uh, help them prepare for the playoffs. What you really want are tough, hard-fought contests to get you ready. And they might get that with Victoria next week. Thank you all for tuning yep. in. Recall that this weekend was historic for Thunderbirds coaches, Deb Hubin and Kevin Hansen, each recording their Canada West all-time record-setting wins. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to broadcast you, broadcast alongside you here tonight, Doug. I'm Jacob Ayer. For all you listening in on CITR 101.9 FM or Canada West TV, tonight's events were brought to you by Co-op. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening and tune in next Thursday for more basketball action.
supposed to move with this different type of motion. I don't know where I'll be close and wasn't supposed to go. 